Cult Collectibles is the number one site for historical items from the People's Temple, Heaven's Gate, Om Shinrikyo, and many other cults that you never even knew existed. Hundreds of hours of work have gone into curating our collection of unique and one-of-a-kind items from the dark history of these groups. We also have a large selection of true crime memorabilia from such notorious cases as Edmund Kemper, Jeffrey Dahmer, Charles Manson, and many more. We add new items to the site every week and post sales and auctions on our Instagram at Cult Collectibles. So visit us on the web at cultcollectibles.org today. Hey, this is Stephen Byer from Iron Films, and you're listening to Sick on Cinema. Everybody, and welcome to Sick on Cinema. I'm one half of your Sheetar Simps, John. I'm your other half, Matt. And uh, yeah, this is going to be a exhausted episode of the podcast. Jesus Christ. Work is killing me. Slowly but surely, work is killing me. Yeah, me too. I hate it. Killing myself every day hate of my, my life. life. I wish. Yeah, right. <laughs> At this point, this is one of those episodes, guys. This is old school. This is old school, like... Low energy, hate the world, Yeah, cynical as hell. That's the mood we're in, guys. <laughs> Buckle up. That's what happens when you work retail as long as I have. You mentioned just learn to hate people. You also learn to hurt, uh, hate people when you clean after them. I hate people, man. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I don't, I don't give a shit, man. I love that movie. I love that character. Oh, Bone Crusher. The best. The best. So, yeah. Hello, how you been? Uh, I'm here. Yeah, <laughs> I'm uh, exhausted. The music video we worked on just dropped out. That's hey, cool. That's yeah. really cool in this world. You know, it's really done. cool. It's a uh, Orbix. Yes. Rise of the Proletarian remix by Assemblage Twenty Three. Yes. You can find it on YouTube by just searching up Orbix. Pretty much. Dot Orbix. Dot Orbix. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool video. Yes. Pretty proud of it. Took us a long time to get it done, but it's uh, it came out well. It did. Um, also, I just want to mention, like, not only is this going to be a tired episode, but it's also fucking insanely hot in this house. It is a bit warm, I have noticed. Oh, my God. I've been dying. But I got me a cool glass of Coca-Cola. Yeah, Coca-Cola. I got water. <laughs> I was hoping the caffeine would kind of give me a boost. <laughs> Ain't happening. Sugar. At this point, all caffeine does for me is just raise my heart rate. Sugar water. Sugar water. <laughs> Sugar water. But we got a fair amount of questions to get to. We probably yes. should get that rolling. 
questions, comments, and concerns can be sent to sickoncinema at gmail.com. Or you can wait to the week of the episode. We're a bi-weekly podcast, and we'll post a lovely little image on our Instagram page that says we're taking questions, and you can ask in the comments below. Yes. So let's do it. Let's go. First up here, we have DVD Obscura. He says, hey guys, at DVD Obscura here. Love the podcast. Been listening for a couple months now. Have you guys heard of the Playing with with Dolls franchise? It's god-awful in the best way possible. (laughs) The violent shit slash broad daylight Jason lives scene slash soft soap opera cinematography and special effects provided by Spirit of Halloween. I love to hear you two discuss the torture of sitting through all four films. I personally love this series. (laughs) <laughs> but I'm a cinema masochist. I'm, I am as well. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. And a quick side note: it just don't. Is it just me, or does Braun Breaker give off serious Road Warrior Hawk vibes? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm well. Well, <laughs> I'm also a cinema masochist. I recent uh, today I watched uh, Confuck Boulevard. How was that? <sighs> Jesus Christ! There's some shit in there that I don't ever want to see again. <laughs> That's what it's I understand. Disgusting. By, that's what I understand by something like Comic Folk Boulevard, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's like silly scenes from movies and almost yeah. like America's Funniest Home Video Clips, and then it's like someone cutting their nipple off or something, you know? Dude, oh my god, there's a girl masturbating with a knife. That's so that's gnarly, man. <laughs> well, it wasn't the sharp edge, but it's still still. But like, she also had like cuts all over because that's what she was into, I guess. Yeah. There's a woman who gets her nipples fucked. <laughs> odd and i can't tell you <laughs> if it's real or not because i was sitting there watching i'm like what is this shit <laughs> but then there's like really funny stuff like there's a, run, a running gag throughout the entire thing about how squidward runs into the uh tentacle porn from japan <laughs> yeah and he freaks out and at the end he blows his brains out <laughs> it's really suicide it, 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 it's a what happens <laughs> it's really funny so, like the best one there's <laughs> it's handsome squidward just like <laughs> <laughs> and oh it's it's good it, it's good shit also uh a bit tasking it to a point still yeah. i'll say anyway i have not heard of the playing with dolls series no i have not either but we will have to look into that because we you know we like our trash oh yeah we like our trash we like some trash <laughs> here's your trash <laughs> <laughs> oh we've been compiling a collection of trash for many years yes not just many years but uh also, re- recently with something we've been doing just for ourselves, pretty much. But yeah, yeah, which yeah. is fun. <laughs> it is fun. But thank you, DVD Obscura, for the question. Yes. Next up here, if I can get this thing to work. Yes. <laughs> yes. Next up, we have scum vomit. Scum vomit. Hang on, got a burp. <laughs> My bad. Nice. That was a big one for me. I usually don't burp that loud. <laughs> <laughs> I was really built up. <laughs> uh, Scum Vomit says, What's up, dudes? Hope you guys are doing good. Was wondering what your top five trauma movies are. Ooh. Looking forward to this week's show, as always. Hope and hope you dudes have a good one. I will say it's definitely not the newest. Uh, Return of Nukem High? Yeah, no. no, 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 no. Uh, so I think I got mine in my head. Yeah. I'd say my favorite is probably Tromeo and Juliet. Okay. Then Toxic Avenger, the original. Mm-hmm. Those two are kind of interchangeable. You know, one day I think I like Toxic a little bit more than uh, Tromeo. But, yeah. You know. Then I would say Class of Nukem High, the original. Mm. Then probably Terror Firmer. Yeah. And for fifth place, it's probably a tie between, uh, or a tie or you can interchange them, Citizens Toxie and Return to Nukem High. For me, it's probably Toxic Avenger. Uh, 
then Terra Firmer, mm. Poultry Ghost. Mm. Now the Chicken Dead. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Brain. What the fuck? <laughs> you just said the name of the movie. Classic. Control Me on Juliet. Control Me on Juliet. And uh, Return of Nukema? That, that, that's five, correct? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I love Troll Me on Juliet. That's like one of my, like, that's. <sighs> I don't know. Toxic Avenger is so fucking good. It, it really encapsulates everything that like is trauma. Yes. But I don't know. Tromeo and Juliet, I just think, is like their best made movie. I do want to see Shakespeare Shitstorm. I do, too. Yeah. Just because Return of Nuka Mod Volume 2 was mm. bad doesn't mean I don't want to see trauma stuff again. Oh, yeah. You know, Lloyd has built up a good enough, uh, um, uh, how do you say, uh, reputation in yeah, my book oh. where it's like, you know, I have good faith in him regardless of, he can make like 20 bad movies and I still won't want to see what his next movie is going to be. Oh, yeah, of course. He's a legend. <clears throat> so thank you, Scum Vomit, for the question. Thank you. Next up, Mr. Perka. That's so so weird to this day, man. <laughs> what Hollywood actor would you recast <laughs> in H.G. Lewis's movies? <laughs> would it make them better? He also added, are all paranormal investigators racist folk or just the ones that friend request people on Facebook? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> we need some backstory there. Yes, uh, Mr. Parker, we need some backstory <laughs> on that. Because uh, there's a lot happening in yeah, that, uh, that part of the I don't think I've question. been friended by a racist uh, paranormal investigator. They haven't been friended by some racists, so. <laughs> For sure, that's for true. Um, and then when you find out, you quickly unfriend them. I mean, we have... Uh, they're not paranormal investigators. They're Bigfoot hunters around here. Oh, my God. With the Bigfoot hottie. Have you seen this shit? Oh, yeah. You did show me that. And <laughs> that it's is, something. That is something. Fucking. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I, I may piss some people off when I say this. It's just the mood I'm in right now. Piss okay. them off. <laughs> piss them off. Do it. I fucking despise like actual like Bigfoot research. Oh it's yeah, fucking annoying <laughs> and stupid. I don't understand it. There's no fucking proof this exists. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, I'm not going to go on a fucking whole tangent right now about fucking Bigfoot. So yeah, Fuck Bigfoot. Give us some backstory on that. I'm very curious as to why, uh, <laughs> why you would ask if uh, all paranormal investigators are racist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you watch fucking Ghost Adventures on, what was it, Travel Channel? I don't remember the name of the channel anymore. I don't watch TV anymore. <laughs> Something like that. Uh but <laughs> they just talk shit to the ghost. They're like, yeah, come get me, you pussy. And then and they freak out when something, quote, happens. There was that one weird episode where uh, one of the ghost hunters was claiming that, uh, you know, Jews ran the world. <laughs> wait, wait. Okay. I was trying to lead into the whole, like, you oh, know. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were being serious for half a second. I was like, what the fuck were you watching? That would have been incredible. <laughs> what kind of Alex Jones shit is this? I'd be like, whoa, dude. <laughs> this got crazy. <laughs> it just feel like flat earthers have that CD. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but what Hollywood actor would you recast as an H.G. Lewis movie? So, like, in that era or any era? I'm assuming any era. And would it make it better? I don't know why I thought about this. This is so stupid. And goofy as shit. James Dean. <laughs> Isn't he dead at that point? <laughs> I don't know when James Dean died, dude. Oh, God. Is, it, is that even the right name? Rebel Without a Cause? Yeah. Yeah, that's James Dean. Have him be uh, the Wizard of Gore. <laughs> he's Montag. Yeah, he's Montag. 
I want to see I want to see Chris McGlover as Montag again, but in a good <laughs> Wizard of Gore. Well, <laughs> I didn't see that one. Um, Ryan Gosling, <laughs> my man. You man, yeah. Uh, as the uh, detective in the original Blood Feast. <laughs> Yeah. Just because then you would actually have an attractive dude hitting on the chick and it wouldn't feel as weird and creepy. <laughs> I mean, it still is kind of weird and creepy no matter what. It man, is. You're hitting man, on your employees, but... You see that dude in the movie, oh, and you're just like, <laughs> this is yeah. not a lead man. No. <laughs> God bless him. He tries. Yeah, he's probably the best actor in the movie. Oh, yeah. But, you know. Not a lead man. No. No. Um... I don't know why James. I don't know why James. What about Steve Buscemi as Fried Ramsey? <laughs> That'd be sick, wouldn't it? Oh my God, <laughs> Steve Buscemi. That'd be awesome. Or uh, or Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. Uh, I know. I know. He's uh, he's gone now. God rest his soul. God rest his soul. But John Candy as the mayor in uh, oh, two thousand maniacs. That would have been sick. Or what about um? Uh, oh, what's his name? From Roseanne, um, John Goodman. John Goodman, yeah. That'd be sick, too. He kind of played that role at one point, though, sort of. Did he? Yeah, didn't he? Like, oh, God. Is, is he not in uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah, yeah. He's like the traveling Bible salesman. Yeah, I thought he, I, no, I, I thought he was the mayor. No, that's not right. No. No, the racist-ass mayor or someone else. Yeah, who he does kind of feel like the mayor from 2008. He does, yeah. <laughs> but would it make it better? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so, yeah. I think uh, Herschel's style of writing is so unique to him that you could do about anything to it, and I think it'd be about the same movie. I mean, we'll get into it, but the man did not know how to end a movie. Oh, God, no, he did not. But <laughs> but uh, <laughs> thank you, Mr. Parker. Thank you. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> Mr. Parker. Mr. Parker. <laughs> also, I'd, You're I, next, Mr. Parker. I want to know where, like, I, I guess I probably do know where your name came from because his name's Dave Parker. Yeah. But I always wanted to know, because I'm a wrestling bark and nerd, if it came from La Parker. La Parker? Who recently assaulted a man <laughs> with a steel chair. That he did do. For yeah. real. <laughs> he shot beat that shit out of him. <laughs> It's horrible. It's horrible. Shouldn't do that to someone. The other Mister, the other LA Park died. Yeah, <laughs> he got suicide, dived to death. I mean, it's not funny. It's, it's what happened. I know it's not funny. <laughs> That's so horrible. <laughs> uh, God, never canceled for what? Because <laughs> we, we we laughed at it. <laughs> it's what happened, dude. I know it's horrible though. I remember seeing it, and be like, "Fuck, that's rough." When, uh, when you put it that way, man, it's just like. <laughs> Awkward. Oh. Uh, fuck, I can't pronounce names. Awkward. Awkward. The street continues. <laughs> what is your top 10 extreme black death grindcore gore grind bands or albums? Also, have you listened to the Italian brutal death metal band Fulci? Mm, Thanks, yes, James. Yeah, Fulci's awesome. Yes. Uh, so my <laughs> my question is: Is that a genre, or is <laughs> or is that <laughs> hey, a... the metal world? You don't know. Uh, I mean, it's probably they a love genre. to mash up things. Oh my god! To the point, bro. Have you heard my extreme black death grindcore gore grind band? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, is that something? <laughs> is that a thing? Oh, well, just uh, I guess he's like asking just like extreme metal, like yeah. top ten like extreme. Oh god, top ten favorite extreme bands. There's a lot. There's a lot. I, I could name a few off the top of my head. I don't know if I can come up with ten necessarily because yeah. you're more into that than I am. Yeah, but even for me, it's kind of hard to come up with just with ten because there's so many bands out there. I'd probably say to. like Pig Destroyer. Yeah. Cattle decapitation. Cannibal Corpse. Dying fetus. Carcass. Carcass, definitely for me. Um, Cannibal Corpse, sure. You know, 
I, I love Cannibal Corpse, but not like they're not a top ten band for okay. me. But uh, death, death for sure, death. Um, Dark Throne. Yeah. Um, Mayhem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're naming my top ten. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm just running down a list of bands that I like. So, generally, it's more extreme, like brutal. Two mold I've grown to really like. Yeah. I know you don't like them, but I like 200 stab wounds. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of 200 stab wounds, which I know will give you some heat because there's a lot of people that listen to our show that yeah. love 200 stab wounds, and I understand why. It's just not my cup of tea. You know? I just think it's just some like classic style death metal, mm-hmm. but napalm death, napalm death. Yeah, that's a big one. For uh, me. Magruder grind. Yeah, insect warfare. Even yes. though they only dropped one album, that album is fucking awesome. That album is fire. Uh, I've grown to really like fluids. You flu- fluids, yeah. I'm surprised you like fluids though. Yeah, yeah, I do like them. Though. Um, don't follow their Instagram. No, no, that's a mis- <laughs> that was a mistake. Fluids of death. It's disgusting. Yeah, they posted a video not too long ago of someone like eating toilet paper of a toilet bowl. <laughs> a agoraphobic nosebleed. Yeah, I really like them. Uh, uh, Nasum. Death Clock. Death Clock. Yeah. Hey, yeah, that shit's fun. I don't know. I'd have to look at my like, like playlist. I can't uh, really Suffocation. Think. Oh, Skinless. Skinless. Yeah. Like, how did I forget about Skinless? Skinless rules. Skinless uses samples for movies I love, too. Autopsy. Autopsy. Um, um, obituary. Obituary. Oh, God. Abort- <laughs> aborted rules. Aborted does rule, yes. Um... Grave, grave is a grave really is good, awesome. Mashuga, Mashuga, Morbid Angel, of course. Yeah, that's classic shit. Gore guts, Gore guts. That's up for you. Immortal, yeah, immortal. Oh God, there's I could go on forever just naming bands, but yeah. My big ones for me are like the bands that like got me into the genre and the ones yeah. that still like hold dear to me, which is like I said, Pig Destroyer, Cattle Decapitation, right, Dying Fetus, you know those bands. Yeah, there's a lot of bands like I come across too. I'm Carcass, like, oh. yeah, you know, those are the ones that I like I hold the closest to me. What's what's weird is like how I discovered Carcass was through their uh, not their last album but the album before that. And I listened to it, I was like, oh yeah, that's that's, that's so such good dead death metal. And I went back, and the farther I went back, I was like, oh shit. I discovered them through Heartwork. Yeah, uh, a wrestler actually told me about that song. Oh yeah, yeah, Elliot. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey, has it, you ever heard of Heartwork? Not oh, now. my God. And I listen to it, I was like, oh, shit, this is good. That's an amazing album. <laughs> but almost, like, I love Heartwork, but I, th- I think I love their third album. the Probably the best. But uh, thank you, uh, James. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even go through albums, but... He said, or albums. Oh, okay. Albums, uh, Prowl in the Yard, yeah. Mutilated. Yeah. Um, scene uh, Extinction. Heartwork. Heartwork. Um, I can't ever scum. remember. The, scum. I can't ever remember the third Carcass album's name because it's long as shit. I think it's like Necrotism. Mm-hmm. Something to the like Eyes of the Dead, something like that. Oh, Necrophasia. Oh, Through the Eyes of the Dead. Yeah. Holocausto de la Muerte. Yep. That album fucking rules. Go listen to that. If you, if anything we said sticks with you, resonates with you, go listen to oh. uh, Holocaust de la Muerte. Oh, yeah. That album rules. 
Next up is the Cemetery Bros. Cemetery Bros. What's your favorite and most hated remakes? Mm. My favorite, The Thing, and my most hated is a tie between Friday the 13th and Texas Chainsaw. Michael Bay needs to stay the fuck away from movies in general. Uh. Also, keep up the great work, you two. You two are the funniest fuckers in the underground. Oh, my God. Thank Thank you. you. (laughs) We're also the dumbest fuckers in the underground. We're pretty stupid. (laughs) We're pretty goddamn stupid. That's Um, why we're funny, because we're unaware of how, like, dumb we are. (laughs) I I don't know. We're pretty aware of how dumb we are. Oh, okay. Uh, favorite remakes is like, of course, The Thing. It's like one of my favorite movies. Yeah, The Thing. Let's just throw a different one out there. Uh, the 70s invaders, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. <laughs> That's what I was thinking, too. The Blobs are really fun, yeah. too. I really love the, the 70s Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It's one of the darkest, like most like bleakest movies ever made yeah <laughs> it's it's really fucked up when you like really think about it and you watch it mm-hmm. like there's certain scenes in that movie like stick with me like crazy like the scene with the guy's head on the dog <laughs> you remember that dude uh, and of course the ending yeah 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 yeah. my brain just it died for like half a second uh I know it's not technically a remake because it's a sequel to a remake but the ring too. Oh, it's pretty that, fucking bad. Oh, The Ring 2 is horrible. I went and seen that in the theater. Yeah, you did. It's a travesty, dude. <laughs> it's an abomination. I just thought it was fucking deer. The, the Ring 2 is like a movie abortion. <laughs> <laughs> it's a movie abortion. Uh, as far as remake, hated remakes go, I the fog, man. I That's seen one it, of the most abysmal fucking movies. Uh, the Poltergeist remake. I never watched that one. I watched it in theaters, and it sucked ass. Of course, the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. That thing is so fucking bad. What? Like, what? That didn't need to exist. Sometimes what's even worse than a remake that's terrible is a remake that's like, could have been good. Yeah. Like, Last House and Left. Yeah. It's like, there's good stuff in it, but it just don't have no balls. Mm-hmm. And then the ending's fucking heinous, heinous. Well, it's like, uh... Zombies Halloween has aspects yeah. that I'm like, oh, that, that's kind of cool. Well, that could have been good. But there's just things that are such fucking abysmal trash. And yeah. I'm like, this is, what is this? And it's funny you said the Friday the 13th remake because I kind of like the Friday the 13th remake. Like, I don't love it. No. It's definitely like if I was like ranking it in the Friday the 13th franchise, it'd yeah. probably toward like, if not the bottom, towards the bottom. Yeah. But I don't think it's that bad. But I do agree with the Chainsaw remake. I do not like it at all. I, uh, again, I have not seen it. I've avoided it like the, like, yeah. I would say the plague, but no one avoided the plague, apparently. <laughs> Bring um, back the, the plague! plague. <laughs> <laughs> as far as, like, good remakes go, to throw in some, like, different ones and more modern ones. Yeah. Um, Maniac. Yeah. With Elijah Wood. Yeah, I need to see that, too. That was a cool movie, man. I really liked it. Um... Last house not because it's Virgin Spring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Chaos. How about that? That's kind of a remake. I have not seen it either. That's a wild fucking movie. I again, I don't watch a ton of remakes because I, I, I. It's not because it's like oh fuck remakes. Fuck remakes. Because sometimes I do think they are necessary for certain movies. Yeah. Like like it can be good. Yeah. You know what I mean. Like if someone were to remake Riot Rex. Yeah. It could be good. Yeah, but they choose the wrong movies to remake. Yeah. Always. Always, yeah. But uh, thank you, Cemetery Bros. Next up, we have Mook Aaron. <laughs> before, before we continue, is it bad that when I think about remakes, I kind of just think about that are most like just weirdo fan films? 
in a way. <laughs> no. it's, not, it's not the same. That's kind of how I feel about it because it's just like, oh, I love this movie so much. Let me, re- me redo it. Yeah, I understand that. But sometimes it's not even that. Like a lot of yeah. times the directors don't have that. Don't have love for that movie. No, they're just getting a paycheck. They don't give a shit. Well, the writers. Yeah, they. Well, I guess they don't. Care yeah, either, most but. time it's just like, hey. We have the rights to this movie, you know, redo it. I mean, I, I, some, for some movies, I don't understand the point in it. Especially, like, the Friday the 13th remake is a pointless movie because it's just a Friday the 13th movie. Mm. There's nothing to it that's like, oh, this is a remake. Yeah. Agreed. It's just another movie. Mook Aaron. Mook Aaron. What is the first non-mainstream disturbing or extreme film you remember seeing? First? Oh, my God. Yeah. I guess mm. mine would be like, I guess it kind of. I guess what indicates like mainstream now, I guess because like. Yeah, exactly. Like, because I remember watching Last House on the Left. Yeah. Is that mainstream? I mean, kind. That's West Craig. Yeah. I spit on your grave. Like, does that count? I Can't mean, the Holocaust. I, you know. I'd say those are a little lower than Last House because Last House is directed by Master of Horror. Yeah, but what about like Cannibal Holocaust? I. Because I mean, Joe Bob Briggs is about to come out with a hot sauce called Cannibal Holo Sauce. It's weird. Yeah, right. <laughs> like ho- Cannibal Holocaust is starting to get into the zeitgeist. Yeah, which is strange. It's very strange. <laughs> uh, I guess for me, like if we were gonna go like out of the mainstream, like completely. Then probably something like uh, either this is random, but August Underground or like Snuff Row Two. <laughs> like it was like the first two I saw that were like I think I've recounted the story of me going to the video store and raining I spit on your grave with yeah. my sister <laughs> and yeah. uh, sitting through all twenty minutes of that rape scene <laughs> with my oh, sister fuck. and it making one of the most uh, awkward film-going experiences I've ever been through. <laughs> um, but if that's a little too... Ma- if I spend Graves a little too mainstream, then it's probably uh, August Underground Penance. Yeah. Because I remember buying that at a convention because I knew what August Underground was. Yeah. And that was the first one I ever saw. It was Penance. Weird. Yeah, I watched them backwards. I watched them completely backwards. <laughs> the first one was the last one I watched. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking great. But just being blown away by it, you know, being like, wow, I can't believe like something like this exists. Well, it's like I remember I was like, I don't know, 16, 17. And I remember you were like, all right, Matt, it's time to become, it's time to become a man. It's time for you to grow up, boy. And time for your balls to drop. <laughs> That <laughs> voice to deepen. <laughs> Them curly cues to start oh, popping God, out. Good lord. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is chaotic. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, and putting on Cannibal Holocaust and watching it and being like, oh, that was a fucking experience. Yeah. And like really thinking about that movie for a long time and it kind of sent me down this journey of depravity. Like Cannibal Holocaust would probably be the first movie that like I can point to as like the one that kind of sent me down. Yes. The extreme rabbit hole, if you will. Like yeah. I'd seen I Spin Your Grave, I'd seen Last House and Left and liked them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it wasn't until I went to college and got uh, started getting some money. Mm-hmm. And uh, buying DVDs and buying Cannibal Holocaust because of her, yeah. of its reputation and watching that and like being like, wow, that was fucked up, but at the same yeah. time really good, you know. And like that kind of started me down the, the collecting this genre, yeah, and seeking out more stuff like that. Well, I didn't really start collecting the genre as much until really recently, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Which kind of a mistake. Yeah. Because stuff kind of just kind of goes and leaves print. Mm, for sure. 
But uh, as far as like the underground goes, it's definitely yeah. probably Penance. Penance was my first one, which is still my favorite August Underground movie. I know that's controversial. I know that's a hot take. Is it a hot take? Yeah, I think Penance is most people's least favorite. Really? Yeah. I mean, I don't think any of them were bad by yeah, any means. I think they're all three good. I mean, I, I do think know. that sometimes boredom is almost too much. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's probably why it's probably my favorite because it's the one that's like, fuck you. Yeah, but like, it's not, I'm not saying like too much in like, it's like extreme. Yeah. Like, it's like fucked up visuals. It's almost too much in just like how chaotic it is. Yeah. That, what I'm getting at, you know what I mean? Like, they're constantly screaming at each other and fighting, and it's like, it's taxing. <laughs> it like wears oh, yeah. on you. <laughs> but I think in a way, it's kind of the. It's supposed to. Oh, yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, like starting collecting recently, I've spent way too much money that I probably could have. I probably got, I just might as well took a loan out to buy all the arrow shit I just got. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm surrounded by shit now. Yeah. Well, not shit, but. I mean, in relativity, it's kind of shit. Well, it's got, I mean, it's, you know, it, one day it will just be trash. Yeah. <laughs> it's my trash. It's so your that's trash. What's oh, yeah. that's, what's, that's what's important. But thank you, Mook Aaron. I don't know why I said that like that. About the rub, I think. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Moog Aaron. I've been ass-eating you today like a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. For the question, next up we have Rye One. Rye One. Not weary, like I was saying. <laughs> and uh, he's getting existential. Uh-oh. He's getting deep. Oh, God. Do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> and do you think it necessitates a belief in other aspects of the afterlife, like a god, etc.? You asked some dope-ass questions, Whoa. dog. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm too sober for this. <laughs> too sober for this. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Give me a couple hours, and I can probably be uh, loopy enough to give you some kind of answer. That's... I do not believe in ghosts. No, no, no. I've had weird experiences. Yeah, but I do think that <clears throat> they couldn't be explained away. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been in a certain situation where I could not explain what happened. Well, I mean, there's been, like, weird things where it's, like, you'll be doing whatever and then, like, you know, like, a certain smell or something like that or something. Ooh, that <laughs> smell! <laughs> like, like for example, like, someone's, like, you know, perfume or, like, mm. cologne that, you know, hasn't been in the in your house in fucking years. years yeah. And you smell something like that and it's like, well, where the fuck did that come from? Mm-hmm. I can see why, why people would do believe in ghosts or a higher power, but at the same time, it's like... <laughs> the higher power? The, Here's me, Austin! <laughs> oh, son of a bitch. Like, for instance, the, the place in which I am employed yeah. uh, is very strange. Mm-hmm. Like, we have stuff just kind of fly off shelves and, like, toys going off for no reason. and But a lot of that stuff, it's like, it was, you know... <laughs> There's probably a good explanation for why it happens that isn't paranormal. Yeah. It is strange and when it happens you are like, "Whoa, wait a minute." You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> uh like paranormal stuff is stuff I'm fascinated by. Yeah. And even when it comes to, you know, religious beliefs, like mm-hmm. I am fascinated by stuff like that too. Well, I think it's interesting too. It's like, you know, to talk about ghosts and its relationship to like a god. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if you are like super religious and you do believe in God, then you shouldn't believe in ghosts because yeah. then why are you still on this plane of existence? I guess it means like uh, that would kind of be like a spirit being locked in purgatory yeah. in a way. But purgatory doesn't exist in like the Christian faith. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe Catholicism. Maybe. But like we're, we're from the South, so it's like it's, you know, it's... Baptism and... What's the other one? Lutheran. Lutheran. There's I another think. one too. 
Oh God. There's like nine million. What am I saying? But like Bab- Baptist is like the big one around here. Yeah, it's uh, out. You know, branches of like, yeah Christianity. Yeah. But like you know, there is no purgatory. It's either you go to heaven, you go to hell. Yeah. And I know there is some religions beliefs that's like, you when you die, you rest. Yeah. Until you're called up. Hmm. But like none of those necessarily indicate a, a like, haunting. A, yeah, like a paranormal afterlife. You yeah. Know what I mean? It's like, it's usually like if there is a purgatory, it's something else. It's a place of rest. Right. It's not a place of like I'm going around going. Boo, 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 you know? Yeah, like, and that's another thing too. Like I've always thought about it. it's like why. Like, well, now I think about it, it actually doesn't make a lot of sense. Why, if you were a ghost, when you'd fuck around with people, it's it'd probably funny. Yeah, it's probably funny. It's probably really funny to scare the shit out of people. Yeah, unless it's just like an energy thing, right? Oh, yeah. And it's like it exists, and like it's such a powerful energy that it does things. It's not mm. setting out to do those things. It's just... It just does. It just is what it is. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I don't necessarily believe in ghosts. I, I do like the idea of shit like that. Mm. I like the ideas of a lot of this stuff better than... You know, I guess the, the the truth in my mind, which I'm not gonna say that anyone's beliefs are invalid. Or yeah, for sure. Thing, but you know, you know, beliefs are just that; they're beliefs. Yeah. You know, I just don't have very many. No, <laughs> I don't really either. So, you know, yeah, interesting question. Very. I was not expecting that. <laughs> thank you, Rowan. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Next up, we have Mike Brushaber. If you could take one Adam Sandler or Will Ferrell movie and turn it into an extreme film, which one would it be? Oh, my God. The odd end of the spectrum as far as questions go. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> From Super Serious to Adam Sandler. Let's take Zoolander. That's not Adam Sandler. No, it, Will Ferrell. Oh, yeah, he's the villain in, yeah. Will Ferrell, in Zoolander. I forgot about make that. It, make that extreme. <laughs> How would you make it extreme? I don't know. Have like it be super gory like Ricky O. <laughs> That'd be fun. Um... Damn. Get in my mind first. I don't know why. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler movie. Make it extreme. I don't know, man. Um. Uh. Happy Gilmore. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Gilmore. Well, he's, at the same time, he's trying to become this, like, famous golf player. He's actually, like, a serial killer as well. Oh, he's shit. <laughs> trying to hide and live the two existing lives at the same time. What about Waterboy? <laughs> Water boy. <laughs> it's just like it's just like brutal football injuries. Water boy, it's like the trailer is like, and she showed me her movies too, and I liked like Water Boy. The Water Boy. <laughs> You can turn the Water Boy into a horror movie for sure. Well, you can turn anything into a horror movie with the right soundtrack and you know editing, like just like Adam Sandler like lurking down the hallway slowly, <laughs> dragging like what's that? Those big cooler, big orange coolers. Oh, I it's don't. It's got the little spout at the yeah. end. I'm talking about. He's like dragging behind them. It's just like super shadowy, mm-hmm. and it's just like you're in the background. Water sucks. It really, really sucks. <laughs> The Water Boy. <laughs> the Water Boy. Go to theaters near you. <laughs> that's, uh, that's fucking something. Chloroform, more like boroform. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. That popped me too hard, dude. <laughs> 
said it like this the same Chris Farley and was it happy is that happy Gilmore? No, that's uh that's Billy Madison. Billy Madison he just like fucking murders all the kids on the bus. <laughs> I thought about Billy Madison. Hey. I thought about doing Billy Madison, but like the movie's just about Steve Buscemi's character. Yeah. Like as he's getting revenge on everybody. He's really saying like he's like putting the lipstick on, he like yeah. marks Billy Madison's name out. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh man! Thank that's, you, Mike Brush, Mikey Brush that's fucking amazing. Or Mike Brush excuse me. As a Will Ferrell, what would be a good Will Ferrell extreme film? <laughs> Zoolander, bro. Zoolander. Step Brothers. Step Brothers. <laughs> like Elf. Oh my God, Elf. <laughs> oh my God. Step Brothers. The scene with the bunk bed that just kills him. <laughs> so they just have to deal with grief of him dying. What are you doing? <gasps> I'm burying you. Step brothers. Yeah. But John C. Riley's character doesn't actually exist. <laughs> it's like the sixth sense. Oh, sorry, spoilers. <laughs> well, hopefully you've seen the sixth sense. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like Nobody now. No, like Will Ferrell's character is stricken with grief from killing oh, John C. God. Riley's character, right? So it's almost like the Telltale Heart, like it's haunting him. Oh right? my god. So he's like going around acting like he still exists like the parents are like he's just never been the same <laughs> he still acts like he's still here <laughs> holy shit <laughs> I almost spoiled something huge you've never even seen it oh yeah yeah <laughs> good thing I stopped myself oh shit I thought it made a huge spoiler for a movie oh god what was the movie I can't tell you oh shit okay <laughs> cause if I told you you'd, yeah it's a huge spoiler oh god okay cause it's, it's a very similar plot to what I just said oh shit but it's a movie that's like you know it's the whole base around that. Okay. That twist. Even though the twist is super easy to figure out, but oh, well, you know. <laughs> but thank you, Mike, Mike Brushaber, for the question. That was awesome. Welcome to Mikey again. I'm used to it because of the next man. Yeah. The People's Mikey. 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 The PMOG. <laughs> I'm gonna get that over. You're gonna get it over. Howdy, my dudes. Which I love. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess to stay on the topic of remakes, which we haven't been getting a lot of questions about remakes, Ooh. I would like to know what in what is needed to create a very enjoyable remake. I remember during the 2000s, a lot of horror fans were complaining about remakes, yet they forgot that Cronenberg's The Fly, Carpenter's The Thing, and Chuck Russell's The Blob were remakes, which horror fans pr- uh, praised. What it... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Would it help if they stayed with the source material, have an established director, or a screenplay? Glad to see you guys tackling the Godfather gore. Most people say H.G. Lewis's movies are overrated, and the reason he gets a lot of praise is because he started the whole splatter genre, subgenre. To me, they just have a charm, and I always find it interesting how gore was done in the back in the day. Mm-hmm. You guys have a great week. Breaking the law, breaking the wall. Thank you, fuck you, bye. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you, fuck, fuck you, you, bye. <laughs> um, okay, so when it comes to remakes, like I feel like you can remake just about any movie, right? For sure, yeah. But it requires good writing, oh, yeah, good yeah. acting, and just a compelling story. Yeah. Like, I don't know about Chuck Russell or Cronenberg when yeah. it comes to The Fly or The Blob, but I do know that John Carpenter was a huge fan of uh, The Thing from Another World. Yeah. Right? Like, he loved that movie. Oh, yeah. So, like, when it came to remaking it, he was passionate about that project and that yeah. movie. He loved that movie. I think that helps. I do think it can be a hindrance as well, too, because like sometimes you get too much fan service, too much fanboyism is a bad yes. thing when it comes to the movies. But like I, I do think I do think passion for the project is one of the things that's needed. Another thing is I think you gotta take the idea yeah. and then expand upon it. Exactly. More so than try to do it 
shot for shot. Or get so close to the original that... Because then it's like, why does it exist? It doesn't need to exist. Yeah. Vince Vaughn Psycho, right? Yeah, why does that exist? It's basically shot for shot. The only thing that's different is you see Anna Hayes' butthole in it. <laughs> which you didn't see... Uh, 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 what's her name? Oh, God. Fucking uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. I don't remember her name. Janet Lee. Janet Lee. Yeah, you didn't see her butthole. <laughs> what? <laughs> why are you shaking your head? It's just... <laughs> You don't see her butthole, but you see the other girl's butthole. Yeah, that's like the only difference is that's and it like it, it causes that movie. But why? <laughs> I don't know. It causes that movie to be so flawed because it's like Vince Vaughn, you know, love him or hate him. Yeah, he ain't Anthony Perkins. No. So it's like when you're comparing him directly to it, because you have to because the movies are so similar. It's just like okay, this one ain't as good. Yeah, it, it shows all the holes. But also, like going for movies that are, you know, just about damn near perfect, is. Not going to be easily achieved. No. That's so, what I'm saying. Like, you got to take that idea yeah. and expand upon it. Like, for instance, Elijah Wood's Maniac. Yeah. You know, he took the idea of Maniac. You know, he took little things from the movie, like the mannequins, putting the, the scalps on the mannequins yeah. and things like that, and built upon the story where it's similar enough that you're like, okay, I can see this as Maniac, but it's its own beast as well. Yeah. Just like John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, and the fly and the blob, they're the same ideas, but they're taking those roots and extending upon them. Yeah, just doing shot for shot remakes just doesn't make sense. No, I mean look at Rob Zombie's Halloween, right? Yeah, what's the worst part of that movie? Oh God, his version of when he becomes Halloween. <laughs> yeah, up until that point, it's like uh, it's not great, but it's watchable. It's understand, yeah. you know, it's like okay, this is kind of interesting. When he tries to remake John Carpenter's Halloween, that's when it starts to suck. Really yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. But like the building upon like the Michael Myers lore is kind of interesting. It, it wasn't completely unnecessary. Oh yeah, I mean, but if you're going to remake, you got to bring something else to the table, yeah. I guess. Like if you're... I like if I was tasked to remake Halloween, I would just be like, all right, what is the core of Halloween? Yeah. It's a masked, nameless, or he's not nameless, but masked, voiceless husk. Yeah. You know, figure who, like, God Shape. knows if he's even human or not, you know, mm -hmm. stalking babysitters. Yeah. And I would take that and try to expand upon that. Right. Because I, I, I don't know. I just think when you, like, you just, like, you just do the original again, mm -hmm. it just doesn't make sense. Exactly. Uh, I mean,. I think it's easier to make a movie that's similar. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you like Halloween, for example, then do then do a movie that's similar to Halloween, just do it differently. And like, you know, there's remakes that I personally don't like that do do that. Yeah. That I know people do like, like the Chainsaw remake or the Dawn of the Dead remake. Yeah. I just personally not a big fan of them. But yeah. they do at least do that. They take the bones of the original film and build upon it. Yeah, you know, it's like the Night of Living Dead remake. I think it is a good movie, mm. but it's kind of just Night of Living Dead, but with like gender swap. Yeah, we're uh, you know instead of going catatonic, mm -hmm. um, Bros character is like a badass. Yeah, you know, he's ba she's basically the the character from the original uh, was Dwayne. Yeah, PLA. I can't remember his name on yeah. top of my head. Been a long time. Actually, it's been a while since I've seen Night of Living Dead. I need to revisit it. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time. Um, but yeah, it's but it just felt to me it was like it's kind of just the same movie just with you know a different coat of paint. Yeah, where I'm like, eh, I don't, 
I could go without seeing that movie probably ever again. For sure. The, re- the remake, anyway. No, like, no offense to anyone who's in that movie, because they, all the performances are really good. Talking about the Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, remake. I, I like the Night of the Living Dead remake. I actually think it is good. But I just don't see a purpose in it. Yeah, I could agree with that. I mean, I think the purpose was so uh, Romero would have the rights to a movie called Night of the Living Dead. Hmm. Well, and make some money off of it. Fair enough. <laughs> fair know, enough. Like, that's I think was the biggest reason why it was made. Yeah, you know, but Thomas Vini had a bad experience, but that's why he didn't direct ever again Oof. until like Theater Bazaar. Jesus Christ! Like I'm... he did a couple episodes of TV series, but he never directed like a movie. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't even know the story behind this. But I guess I, I don't know a ton air, about but... it, but like apparently, it just was not a good experience. Oh God. Seems like it's a lot of the things that happen with the directors. It's why David Lynch stopped doing stuff for a long time too. And he made Inland Empire. <laughs> <laughs> he did make Inland Empire. <laughs> made that fucking insane movie. He <laughs> 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 made Inland Empire and like like Holy Drive was supposed to be a TV series. Yeah. And it didn't work out, and he said, fuck it, it's a movie now. Yeah, he had a couple like crazy speed bumps because like he did like you know racer head and the elephant man yeah. like, you know elephant man everybody was so blown away by it they're like oh fuck this guy's the guy mm. and they gave him dune and he had a fucking horrible experience on dune and then he was like fuck that back to making my own shit blue velvet you know yeah, <laughs> yeah which uh, dune just seemed like a curse project for a long time because it just seemed like it was just never going to be like ad- either adapted or adapted well <laughs> You know? Yeah. Which I, I've heard that the new one is good, but I don't know. I, it's not my cup of tea. I'm not. Grandiose sci-fi is just not my thing. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough anybody loves it, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. But thank you, People's Mikey, for the question. Yes. Fuck Judas Priest. No, I'm kidding. Wow. <laughs> wow. Next up, we have V. Bevy. V. Bevy. V. Bevy says, hey, guys, you mentioned a few shows back that you had an idea uh, co- uh, covering disturbing slash fucked scenes in mainstream movies. Yes. Any clue if you might move forward with that idea? That's an awesome idea. Also, what do you think about unsimulated sex in films? I personally don't find any artistic merit in it, and that's why porn already exists. I don't really think it's extreme, more of a gimmick, but to each their own, thanks. As far as the uh, disturbing mainstream films, yeah. Yeah. I can't say for sure when it's going to happen, because we already have a calendar filled up with episodes. Yeah. But it's going to happen eventually. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's in the books. You know, we even, I think we got the movies picked out for it, don't we? I think we have uh, at least two. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a, it's an ideal that we're definitely pursuing and moving forward with it. Yeah. Uh, as far as unsimulated sex, I, I don't know, honestly. It doesn't really bother me. It, 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 when it comes to, like, the initial shock value of it, where it's like, oh, okay, this is happening. I, to me, I think it's all about, like, the scenario, right? Right. Like, it's all about the movie. Like, Depends on what the movie is doing. Right. Like, if it's just like, okay, this is what makes this movie extreme, yeah. then that's kind of boring, right? Right. Like, it's just kind of like, okay, whatever. It's but just, if it's just using that as just like a medium, like just a catalyst for yeah. other things, then it, I, I do think it can be very uh, interesting, effective, you know? Yeah. To me, it's just about the why it's being done. Yeah, yeah. You know? Like, if it just happens, then it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it is kind of like the thing now, right? Uh, I mean, I guess so. Like, a lot of uh, extreme cinema these days has a lot of unsimulated sexual mm. acts in them, you know. Yeah, I guess it just pushes the envelope a little bit. It does push the envelope, but like for, like I said, for like me, it's like, it doesn't bother me at yeah. all. I can't say I'm a fan of it, though, necessarily. Right. Uh, 
but I'm kind of I'm kind of indifferent to it because like to me it kind of depends on the project. I, I agree. I've seen um, plenty of them, movies with unsimulated sex acts in it that I didn't care for, but also saw a bunch that I did care for. So yeah. like you know, it, it just kind of depends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a trend right now, but it'll come and go just like anything else. Yeah, I I think it'll it'll eventually have its uh its fade. Yeah, and then something else will come up for sure. It's like I remember when we were uh, when we first started. It was kind of like found, like found footage pseudo oh, yeah. killer type of stuff. Yeah, yeah, pseudo snuff was a huge thing when we first got into this. I really circled the airport around that term, didn't I? Pseudo snuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you got. It. I mean, you, you basically said what it is. Yeah. You know, like you got it out without just coming up with the the moniker for it. I, mean, I should have just said the moniker, but I couldn't think of it for some reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like. I remember at like one time there was like a bunch of those that were coming out and I was like, What the fuck? But uh and then that kinda died out and yeah. now it's kinda like your uh fetish stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's all trends, you know, it, it is what it is, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, and if that's what you enjoy, if you enjoy like the fetish gore stuff, like this is like a golden era of that for sure. Yeah. You know, with guys like Jonathan Doe and Sam Hale, you mm-hmm. know, really pushing the envelope and pushing the boundaries, you know. Of course, there's other people too. But oh, yeah. I just can't yeah, think yeah. of their names. Those are just the two but, that pop in my head that actually yeah. do really well too. Oh, yeah. So, you know. Yeah, well, shout out to Jonathan Doe. Yes. And Future Productions for Unbox Watch and Review doing Barf Bunny. Yes. That's really cool because we're fans of both those guys. So yes. <laughs> it's cool to see like kind of a crossover. Dude, I. Lily jumped out of bed when you sent me that uh, fucking Tanner. Oh, Tanner Tubot. Yeah, yeah he followed, followed us, us on Instagram. I was like, whoa! Oh my god, that was so fucking surreal. Like we fucking quote his shit all the time. He's fucking amazing. He is. If you're not watching the box, watching reviewed, you have to do yourself a favor and go watch it. Yeah, I mean, if you love the shit we do. Yeah. Which is, the cool thing about it is like, you can like secondhandly experience something like Squirm Fest without having to watch it. Yeah. You know, it's a great way to watch that. If like it's something you're curious about, but you don't really want to watch yeah. it, yeah, that's a perfect way to do it. Because, oh like, yeah, he perfectly describes everything, and he's super funny, mm-hmm. and very entertaining. So it's a great way to like watch some of those weird mixtapes if you don't really want to watch them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like for me, for instance, you know what I mean. Like that's not something I'm into, but I love watching him watch them. Yeah, which for for me personally, it's very much like, oh, that seems fucked up. Let me see if I can find it somewhere yeah. and watch it because I'm a bastard. <laughs> but uh, thank you, V Bevy, for the question. Thank as you, as always. It's super awesome. Next up, we have Hal. 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 Right. I think so. Two thousand one. Right. Yeah. Hal. I think so. Monostone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember everyone's username. So. Well, I'm just saying Hal, like two thousand one. Yeah, how? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hiya from the country that banned Life of Brian in 1980. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hell of a way to introduce yourself. Hell yeah. <laughs> it was legal later the same year, but had a warning on uh, on screen before the film started that stated that Brian is not Jesus. <laughs> Norway is loco with banning films. Cannibal Holocaust was illegal until 2005. Each of the killer was legal illegal up until pretty recently, and Serbian film is still illegal. Oh, wow. Anyway, this time around, my question is, what metal album would be perfect as a movie and why? As last time, here's album recommendations, or is it more like a trilogy of albums? It is Kothinga Strangla Trilogy by Brother Lynch Hung. Hey! Hey. Yeah, we know Brother Lynch Hung. I recommend listening to the albums chronologically. Dinner and a Movie from 2010. 
Kothanga Strangler, 2011. And last but not least, Manabaklater. God, I'm sure I murdered all those. <laughs> listening to the Brother Lynch Hung is like listening to the rap version of an extreme horror flick. Oh, yeah. Have fun, you maniacs, and make that podcast magic. Thank you, Hal. Yeah, Brother um, Lynch Hung. I've not deep dived his stuff, yeah. but I've listened to I'm actually a big fan. Uh, what's, it, what's the like uh, the one album? I can't think of the name of it. Uh, Fuck. Which one? It's like I know it has like this is not gonna be a very good explanation, but it's like it has like his like has him on the cover and has like ah fuck. Hang on, we have re- we have re- we have resources. Yes, <laughs> unless they've removed him, which is always possible. Oh, on Spotify. Yeah, I uh, know. Yeah, are you talking about seasons of the sick? Yes. Yes. It was uh, yeah, season of the sickness. Yeah. 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 I actually like a lot of that, like horrorcore stuff, like Brother Lynch hung. It's early Three Six Mafia, for, uh, Ghetto Boys. For some reason, it's way harder for me to listen to that stuff than even like some of the metal stuff, because like at least the metal stuff is like <laughs> you don't always understand what they're saying. <laughs> with but with horrorcore rabbit, you you do. Necro, Necro, throw Necro yeah. in there. He literally has a song about how to dispose of a body. Dead body, yeah. Dead body disposal. I'm surprised he didn't get investigated for that. If he did, I don't know about it. But so, as far as a metal album that would make a perfect movie, mm. Prowler in the Yard. Yeah, uh, Pig Destroyer's Prowler in the Yard. You know, it's kind of it's almost a concept album about like, you know, this guy who's obsessed with this girl and you know can't get with her, so he yeah. becomes obsessed with basically getting her any way he can. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's super atmospheric, super crazy. Mm-hmm. Would make a pretty nasty, gnarly movie. Like I would love to, see, like to me, the perfect time for it to be made would have been like two thousand three, two thousand two ish. Yeah, and Fred Vogel directed it. Oh, Jesus. like that would have been perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but Mirror Reaper, but Bell Witch. Oh, Mirror Reaper. Yeah, it's literally one song, mm-hmm. and it's uh, fucking insane. It is. It's an epic. I watched it and begot. I uh, watched Begotten while that was playing in the background. That's sick. <laughs> and I was like, "This is fucking wild." Dope smoker. <laughs> it's just people walking around the desert smoking fucking weed. <laughs> That'd be fucking sick. That'd actually, be sick. I'd watch that. I would too. Yeah. Is, is that not just Holy Mountain? Well, I guess they have a Holy Mountain. <laughs> they do have a Holy yeah. Mountain. Yeah. You know, I don't think I ever put those two together. Yeah. I'm dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sleeps Holy Mountain. Yeah, Alexander Odorowski. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, probably the yard for me. That's number one. Yeah. Oh God. I, I, for some reason, Mirror Reaper popped in mind. I don't know why. I mean, like Anthropocene would be kind of cool too. No, oh, that'd be so hard to do though. Yeah, I mean that'd be an epic. You'd have. You, oh God. You'd need a large budget to do Anthropocene. Yeah. But like it, it, like it's so atmospheric as well. To like to me, it's like it doesn't necessarily have to be a concept album. You just have to capture the atmosphere of that album. Yeah, you know. And I think about, or I'm trying to think of really atmospheric metal albums like Prowl in the Yard, Anthropocene Extinction. Yeah, you know, because like when I'm listening to Anthropocene, I'm just like, Woof. like we're all fucked. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the world is fucked. But if you took something like Ghost Prequel, right? Which I know people are gonna be like, it's not metal. <laughs> Which I'm not going to talk about that new album. That's oh. for a different day. I don't want to talk about it. But, like, what if you took it and like, made, like, a horror musical out of it? Yeah, that'd be cool. I think it'd be really sick. Yeah, actually. it would be pretty sick, yeah. Like, just, like, takes place during, like, the plague era, mm-hmm. which is kind of what the album You could about. do the same thing with, like, Number of the Beast. 
Yeah, That'd yeah. That'd be really fun. Because didn't Bruce Dickinson try to do a, like a metal musical horror movie Mm-mm, about Aleister Crowley? Uh, maybe. Yeah, and it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was just called Crowley. I know there's also a Cradle of Fear, but that movie ain't good. <laughs> you made me cringe. Um, I watched a little bit and I was like, this is fucking trash. <laughs> and then there's just fucking gore clipping it for no fucking reason. That's that shoot Chech clears yeah. in it. Why? I don't know. <laughs> Edginess. Yeah, that's all it was. Yeah, Prowl in the Yard, number one. Yeah, so right now you can watch a beheading on YouTube by looking at Cradle of Fear. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, but thank you, Hal Monostone, for the question, as yes. always. And thank you for the recommendation. Everybody go listen to Brother Lunch Hung. Yeah. He's awesome. Next up is <laughs> what? John just died. Shut up. <laughs> Andrew Roboto. Andrew Roboto. Would you consider doing an episode on David Cronenberg? Since he's going to be releasing a new movie. Wait, what? What? He's releasing a new movie? Yes. Where have I been? I don't know. I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, he's got a movie coming up. What the fuck? Yeah. I know that was happening. <laughs> and Holy can I shit. be a guest on the episode? Yeah, <laughs> uh, we've uh, talked about doing David Cronenberg. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, you know, especially like his like the first like three movies. Yeah, which I think at one point it actually was penciled in, but we've we've moved things. Yeah, around. yeah, we've yeah. It's been chaotic trying to keep this schedule yeah. going, but we got cool shit planned. So yes. you know, really cool shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, we definitely were going to do an episode down the line sometime of David oh, Cronenberg. Yeah. yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, we can do it. Oh yeah, of course. Be fun. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite David Cronenberg movie go? I haven't seen everything, of course, but uh oh fuck. Probably, probably, probably fucking Videodrome. Yeah, that's probably mine. Cop out answer Videodrome. <laughs> that or the brood. I love the brood. Yeah, brood's really good. Skinner's kinda goes on a little long. Yeah. But I I do like it. Naked Lunch as well is a fucking weird one. I wanna see it in Crash. Yeah, oh Crash is good. Crash is fucked up. He like eats her leg out like a vagina. Oh. But it's just a big scar. That's disgusting. Yeah. Thanks, Cronenberg. <laughs> it's sick. It's good. It's good shit. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Andrew Roboto. Yes. Cronenberg. Forever. You Canadian? Mm-hmm. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he probably just loves Canadian. <laughs> but wait, I'll tell you who is Canadian. Hey. <laughs> Spooky Celluloid. Transition. Everybody go follow Spooky Celluloid on YouTube, as Absolutely. always. As someone who's not a big fan of any H.G. Lewis remakes... What is the worst and which one is the best? I have not seen any of them. <laughs> I couldn't finish the recent Blood Feast remake myself. <laughs> I mean, I've not seen a ton of the H.G. Lewis remake stuff. I can tell you that I thought 2001 Maniacs was okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was the greatest thing in the world, but as an early 2000s slasher film that's just riddled with nudity and gore, it's okay. <laughs> You know, it's silly and dumb, but it, it, it probably doesn't age well. Like, you probably watch it now, and it probably is cheesy and shitty. But, you know, wow. for the time, I remember watching it, like, oh, it was, that was a good time. Yeah. Uh, the Wizard of Gore, however, is an <sighs> absolute piece of garbage. <laughs> man, that's rough. And I really wanted to see it, man. Like, I was so into it, because I was like, Crispin Glover's going to be Montag. You know, I'd already yeah. seen Wizard of Gore, the original. I was like, uh, fucking Crispin Glover's Montag? That's perfect. <laughs> that dude's insane, you know? Yeah. And, like, it had the Suicide Girls in it, because that was, like, the thing at the time. Like, that was a big deal. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know if you know the Suicide Girls are, right? Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, like, yeah. like models, but, like, tattooed goth yeah, yeah, models. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, fuck, how can this fail? <laughs> you know, Montag doing the fucking, you know, magic tricks on the, the Suicide Girls. Yeah. It's boring as sin. It's convoluted. It makes no goddamn sense. 
it's fucking weird for no reason at all. So that makes two shitty Wizard of Gore movies. <laughs> Damn, dude. I don't like the first Wizard of Gore at all. <laughs> don't even I don't even be like, oh damn, because that's the reason why we're not doing it. I didn't say we're not gonna do it because I don't like it. I said I didn't want to do it because we just recently watched it and I didn't feel like watching it again because it's probably one of my least favorite Lewis, uh, Lewis movies. Because it sucks. I don't think it sucks, though. I think it's got a lot of really cool ideals in it. <sighs> I do not like it. I do think it could be made better, for sure. That's why it was disappointing they didn't do it better. I, did, I think the other movies we're doing the, today are way better. Yeah, I agree with that. It's one of my, I said it's one of my least favorite H.E. Lewis movies, but I still don't think it's a bad movie. I disagree. I think it's horrible, but... <laughs> Like I hate the fucking. I never once said it sucked. I just said that like we. That fucking ending made me want to gouge my eyes out. We watched it not too long ago, and I didn't really want to watch it again. (laughs) God, do not like Wizard of Gore, but it's all right. Yeah, that remake sucks. So it probably sucks worse. Oh God. (laughs) I'd rather I'd rather put fucking pencil leather in my toenails and kick a wall. If it's worse. I remember, uh, the thing I remember the most about the Wizard of Gore remake is like, uh, fucking Crispin Glover, like when he picks the woman out of the audience to like do the magic trick to, mm-hmm. he's like, you bitch. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I just remember being like, that's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. why would you use like, bitch? <laughs> and it has Brad Dourif in it. I remember him being really oh. good in the movie because he's good at everything. Man, poor Brad Dourif. <laughs> He'll do anything. And that's crazy because I'm like, this dude was in like one floor of the cuckoo's nest. And he's he's in uh, Exodus Three too. Yeah, but one floor of the cuckoo's nest is like an Oscar winning. Oh yeah. And then he's like doing Wizard of Gore. He's doing everything that's just Chucky. God knows he's probably an Ooga Booga. <laughs> I mean, I don't know for certain, but like you know, oh. Ooga Booga is one of those movies that's got everybody in it. You know? Oh God, Ooga Booga. Or baby oopsie or some shitty full baby moon. Baby oopsie. Some shitty full moon movie. Fuck. <laughs> full moon. How could you do this to people? How could you do this? Like they I think I almost unfollowed them recently. Yeah. I think it's them. I don't I probably should bring up the movie. I probably should bring up the movie because I don't want to shit on someone's movie, but I saw the poster for it and what the name of the movie is, and I was like, this is fucking abysmal. What was it? Oh, God. I hate, I don't want to shit on someone's movie. Bro, I mean, I think it's widely known that modern full moon sucks. I'm not even, I, think about, I don't even know if it's full moon. <laughs> I think about it. Well, what was it? It was like Attack of the 50-Foot... Centerfold? Yeah, it's full No, moon. not Centerfold. It was like Cam, Cam Girl. Girl. No, yeah. that, that's full that's moon. That's full moon? Yeah. I was like, that looks horrible. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, why does this exist? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I that's the thing, you know. I don't be overly mean, but man, everyone knows. Yeah. We all know that modern full moon sucks. It's like we try to watch fucking kill. Uh, was it Killjoy? They just distributed that. Oh, to be fair, it still was under. The oh, moon. it was horrible. Oh my god. But it's like you know, I know people like Evil Bong and stuff like that. But I think those movies kind of suck too. Ginger Dead Man, I think they suck. I have Ginger Dead Man, but I haven't seen it. They're funner than Killjoy, for sure. But oh, I'm, it has to be, right? But still, like, the audio sucks, and the oh. acting sucks, and, like... Mm. It's like, at least Evil Bong looks somewhat kind of fun. Yeah. Where Killjoy, it was just ass. Full Moon in, like, the early 90s, late 80s, man. They ruled, though, dude. You know, like... Yeah. Puppet Master and shit. You know, Subspecies, Trancers, Doll Man, Demonic Toys. I mean, all that shit was fun. Head of the family. Like, I don't know what happened. Shrunken heads. That's an all-timer. Oh, my God. 
head of the family. <laughs> I haven't even seen it. I've just seen the post. You know, like, the, as soon as I said it, you saw yeah. the little fucking thing in like the chair. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what is that? It's insane looking. But uh, thank you, Spooky Celluloid, for the question. Go follow him. Oh, of course. Show him the love. Show him the love. Even if he loves margarine, it's okay. We still love him. <laughs> Fuck margarine. Yeah. Butter <laughs> Butter gang for life. Or keep this going forever. You Canadian bastard. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! We're almost start a war with Canada. <laughs> start a war with Canada. Fuck your hockey! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Just all the stereotypes about yeah. Canada. <laughs> Fuck moose! <laughs> Fuck moose! <laughs> you remember when fucking uh, Kevin Smith was gonna do like the Canadian trilogy or whatever? Oh my was god! Like moose jaws. I'd rather die. Man, like he really fell off. Like bad Yeah It like was steady too It was like Okay Red State was pretty good Yeah Tusk was like half good And then Johnny Depp's character Shows up and ruins it <laughs> And then Yoga Hosers just sucked <laughs> So it was like I can only imagine How bad Moose Jaws would have been Oh god I'm glad that didn't happen Me too I'm glad he's doing Like another Sign Bob movie I didn't even watch it though. I heard no. it was fun though. Yeah I heard it you was know. fun Yeah Sorry for all the Canadians If I finished you I love Canada <laughs> I love the hearts Yeah yeah, I love Kevin Owens. <laughs> you bring a rice. I don't mean like I don't have any other connection to Canada. I'm sorry, Rush. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't Ryan Nicholson? Yeah, Ryan Nicholson yeah. rules. There's a lot of like filmmakers. Carnival, oh yeah, you know I'm just I'm just being an asshole. I know you are, but you're like fuck Canada. <laughs> I don't mean Jesus. It. I, oh, I know you don't. <laughs> I think most people listening know you don't, <laughs> but they're gonna clip it out of context one day. Fuck Canada. <laughs> No one told me. <laughs> no one told me John was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have the Gorehound. Gorehound. And uh, I believe they're the last one. Oh. If you could choose any H.G. Lewis movie to be remade by any director, which film would it be and which director? Hmm. I mean, probably Wizard of Gore. Probably. Because I think I, the the concept of Wizard of Gore rules, right? Like, he, like, performs this, like, super violent magic trick. Yeah. But, like, to me, it's, like, the thing about Wizard of Gore as well is, like, I never really quite got the grasp of, like, okay, he's performing this magic trick, right? Yeah. And it's, like, gory as hell, right? But is the gore stuff only in his head, or is the audience seeing that as well? I don't know. The, the ending for Wizard of Gore made me so damn mad. Well, I'm not even talking about the ending. I know. I'm talking about the whole movie. Like, I don't know. Was it all in his head? I don't know. It never really like makes that clear. But the ending goes on. <laughs> yeah, I, we're not talking about the ending. I know. <laughs> Fuck, it made me mad. But I yeah. got so mad I almost went and kicked a fan. <laughs> 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 Fucking ooh. Now, Wizard of Gore, like. The concept is really cool. Like, you know, this magician who performs these magic tricks on these women or or these volunteers. And, like, later in the day, yeah. what he did to him on stage happens to him in real life. Yeah. You know, that's a great concept. It's just, like I said, like, Wizard of Gore, it, it feels kind of thrown together as a movie. <laughs> like, they had this ideal and then, like, kind of shoehorned a lot of things into it. Oh, my God. I know, I know we're getting off topic, and I, I'm sorry. But, it's, God, is say, say Cheese and Die just Wizard of Gore but <laughs> with a... Camera, it is <laughs> holy shit, that ain't good either. He can't even disagree with you. <laughs> Say, Jesus dies, not good. He ranked it pretty high. He did, he threw Horland in the trash. Oh, sad, I love William Horland. Horland was we fun. made a meme out of that. We did, we tried to make it go, go, you know, blow up, but it didn't happen. Yeah, I thought it was a great meme, though. Ain't no phones in Horland, no phones in Horland. 
Didn't happen though. But yeah, I'd like to see Wizard Gord redone. Who would direct it modern wise? I tell you. And I know we sing this guy's praise a lot, but mm-hmm. I think it's you know for good reasons and justifiably. Yeah. Lucky Soretti. Yeah. Doing Wizard of Gore, I think, would be really fucking cool. Yeah, that would be, actually. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Because <laughs> he's got that visual style, you know, that kind of fun yeah. uh, horror film ideal. and But, like, at the same time with a little bit of, like, uh, darkness to it. Yeah. That I think he would really pull off Wizard of Gore really well. What about uh, a remake of 2000 Maniacs? Which I, which I know <laughs> it's going to be tough nowadays. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I feel like you could almost, like... L- Lean into that factor a little bit, but make it make people you know nervous. Make it really racist. No, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. But like, have something like Joe Bigos do it. That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. I think it'd be fucking wild. Gore, gore, girl, gore. The gore, gore girls. Yeah, it's hard to say. I always want to do three for some reason. Yeah, the gore, gore girls, uh, directed by David Fincher. <laughs> David Fincher. Yeah, so it's like a real detective movie. Oh fuck. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> what the he's fuck? already done a remake. Oh, did he? The girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh yeah. Which instead of just adapting the book and mm-hmm. like going to the book source, he just remade the movie. Oh well. <laughs> and it was really disappointing. Well, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. David Fincher's pretty pretty good. So. What about like a big filmmaker doing like a Hirschhorn Lewis movie? Other than like David Fincher, like what's that like a real? Oh fuck. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright directing. Damn, what movie would he do? I don't know. Blood Feast. <laughs> That's what I was trying not to go for. I don't I know. Like, like, why would you do Blood Feast? I don't know. Uh, uh, color me blood red. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. Uh, Abel Ferreira doing color me blood red. Oh, wait, he already did. It's called Dribble Killer. <laughs> I mean, basically. <laughs> Jesus. But they're pretty much the same movie. <laughs> oh, I did not know that, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Eccentric painters, you know, killing people. What is it with people who uh, get kicked out of art school being menaces to society? I don't know, dude. Abel Ferreira and Driller Killer, you know, a lot of that movie seems to be like, look at my buffalo painting. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to see this now, but I also, like Drill Killer, but I can't say it's good. No, well, you know, it's drier and dirt, but well, you know, it's got the one infamous scene though, which I've seen. Yeah, it's I've awesome. seen that scene. Yeah, it's it was, awesome. Yeah, also like him getting like showered in blood and yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I want to watch it, but at the same time, I'm kind of scared too. Mm. <laughs> Not because it's like, oh, I'm scared of Driller Killer. No, it's because I'm just afraid it's going to be ass. I'm going to hate it. <laughs> but you know, Abel Ferrer is good, so it's not well, like, yeah. like that's going to affect anything. Well, yeah. But, uh, yeah. Thank you, Gorehound. Thank you. For the question, and I believe that is everybody. Did we get anything in the email? Yeah, and I already did that one. That was DVD Obscure. Ah, okay. Yeah. So thank you, everybody. Thank you. If you would like to join these lovely folks in asking us a question, you can do so by going to sickoncinema at gmail.com or wait till the week of the episode. We are by a weekly podcast. Yes. And we'll post a lovely little image made by Matt. Yes. That's two dancing skeletons that says we are taking questions. Yes. And you can ask in the comments below. Yes. Yes. We're going to take a quick break. (laughs) And we come back, we will be discussing the films of the godfather of gore himself. Herschel Gordon Lewis. Is he an innovator? Is he a shyster? We will discuss, and you will find out mm. here on Sick. Maybe a little bit of both. On, no, 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 probably actually the answer, but Sick <laughs> on Cinema. Cinema. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> <laughs>
fuck? I don't know why I did that. Directing 10 cent movies for 30 years, and I think I know a little bit about what I'm doing. It's a horrible world. This starvation, dismemberment, torture, rape, cornholing. It's horrible out there. But it's worse. It's worse here in the movie set. It's much worse. We have danger and stupidity. I don't want somebody dying on my set. If someone dies here, I'll blow my brains out. It'll be your fault. My career will be over. It'll be your fault. Terror Let's make some art. Green Eminem. Did that come back saying Green Eminem pussy? <laughs> I was either gonna do that or there's some hoes in <laughs> Sing a song that's been out for like almost two years, something like that. Have you heard the song "Wap"? <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard this song? <laughs> it's pretty vulgar, man. I don't know if you've heard of it. <laughs> we have nothing to talk about vulgar on this show. <laughs> remember, I remember when it came out, and I was like, "Dude, I don't know, man. I think it's a little too much." You're like, "Do you realize what the movies we watch?" <laughs> I was like, "Well, you're right, but we cover the most vulgar shit possible." It just seemed I don't that's know. the whole reason why Ishi Lewis exists for a movie or not a movie, but a song so like mainstream. I was just blown away by how fucking like intense it was. Intense, <laughs> intense. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I mean. like Cardi B was like <laughs> on the beat. God, can you imagine if Gorgon went mainstream? That'd be awesome. That'd be great. Fucking romp a prompt. <laughs> That's Porter Grind, bro. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> That's the first band popped in my head. Romp a prompt. <laughs> romp a prompt. Why romp a prompt? Romp a prompt is on tour with like Papa Roach. <laughs> Dude, fucking. The, the, oh, it's not far from the truth. I told you about, yeah. I told you about this, but Skill is playing with on the same lineup as Rector Schmegma. That's awesome. Which is like, what the. <laughs> what is. What is the. What is the movie equivalent of that? Of what? Like Skillet and Rectal Schmegma. Movie equivalent of that? But, oh god, I don't know. Like, what would be a double feature equivalent of like that? Oh fuck! It, it'd be like putting on, fuck. <laughs> it'd be like having like, I guess, what's a broy movie? But having on like, what's the name of that fucking movie? It has like all the like action stars in it. Oh, like the Expendables. Yeah, like the Expendables on right mm-hmm. with a little bit of Jesus in it. Or something like that. A little bit of Jesus. Yeah, it's, it's all about Jesus. Oh. <laughs> That's the whole confused. thing. So like like the expendables and like regurgitated sacrifice. Yeah. <laughs> that point at the same time. That'd be awesome. We'll have to double feature right there. Well, not at the same time, but uh, yeah. Shawshank Sim- Redemption and Violent Shit too. I saw that. I was like, you gotta be kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I would not. Calling Skillet Shawshank is a shame. I know, I know, I know. That's not even like that's not even correct, brother. <laughs> it's like putting like the new Death Race movie, <laughs> the new Death Race movie versus like <laughs> I can't say Solo. It's not that's not it's not that bad. Rector Schmegma was not that bad. Solo? Yeah, it's not. Rector Schmegma is not Solo bad. Like, I called him like, regurgitated sacrifice. Yes, 
It's all just Kingdom Hearts. It's disgusting. <laughs> all right. But it's not. What the is your standard? I'm confused. It's what do you like, mean? Because like you're like they're not as bad as Solo, but Regurgitated Sacrifice. That one makes sense. <laughs> Well, I'm I mean, about, they're both bad. <laughs> well, Retro Spam is kind of like trashy, fun. All right, what about. Um, but it's also like disgusting. Anthropophagus 2000. <laughs> Anthropophagus, yeah. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking Death Race remake, and then. <laughs> Anthropophagus <laughs> remake. <laughs> yeah, remake. It works. Yeah, it works. Uh, uh, that was a weird fucking thing we just did. Tribe, yeah. yeah. Anyways, yes. <laughs> we left you with a little teaser before we left. Yeah. Because we are covering a controversial figure in a way. Uh, Controversial, I would say, yeah. Controversial in that, like, the opinion on him is split. Uh, some see him as a pioneer. Some see him as a con artist. Uh, <laughs> uh, hmm. Some see him as an, uh, a brilliant auteur, and some see him as a schlockmeister. And I think the truth falls somewhere in the middle of all that, to be honest with you. Oh, absolutely. And that man is none other than the godfather of gore himself, Herschel Gordon Lewis. Now, when I was watching uh, uh, 2000 Maniacs, yeah. I was listening to the introduction by Mr. H.G. Lewis. Rest mm-hmm. in peace. Rest in peace. Legend. And he, I <laughs> he audibly said, he was like, after Blood Feast did so well, I was like, let's make a good one. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like it's somewhere in the middle. He knew, man. Yeah. The thing about Lewis, like what what divides people I think with H. G. Lewis is that like you know, he began making films with like the nudie cuties, right? Yeah. Like those were like your beach party b- blanket bingo movies, you know what I mean? Or party beach movies, but yeah. with some nipple. Yeah. You know, a little risque, you know, a little sexy. Yeah. For the time. For the, time. <laughs> yeah, for the yeah, 50s yeah, yeah. and 60s. And when those started to die down and not be as successful, you know, he saw the horror movie market kind of going up and the drive in market going up. Yeah. And he saw an opportunity to kind of get in there and make money. Like when it came to H.G. Lewis, Lewis, you know, Film was about making money. Yeah. And he made a lot of money. Yeah. Which is surprising if we look at the movies he made. But he made them so fucking cheap that, of course, they made money. Well, it's <laughs> not know? even just that. It was just, like, the idea of doing gore at this time period was unheard of. That is revolutionary. Yo. That's yeah. the thing. It's like, I feel like you, at the end of the day, you still have to give H.G. Lewis that respect. Oh, yeah. Because, like, he did pioneer a whole subgenre. Now, blood and gore had been used... Before Blood yeah. Feast, for sure. You know, you got movies like Unchained Analu. Yeah. You got even like The Mummy, you know, the scene yeah. where they throw the spears at the slaves. Right, right. You know, and, and you know, eviscerate them mm-hmm. and pale them. You know, that, that, that stuff had existed in film prior right. to Blood Feast, but not the whole movie. Yeah. You know, Blood Feast is like, in, you know, my eyes, I believe, <laughs> to be like the first, and I could be wrong. Yeah. The first movie to center it, everything around the gore. Yeah. It's a gore That was movie. the selling point. Exactly. You know, and regardless if H.G. Lewis was a businessman, which is what he was. Yeah, he know? wanted to make money. And I think that is where, like, the line is drawn, because it's like, okay, he may make... I don't think anybody's going to sit here and argue that H.G. Lewis made good movies. Yeah. He just didn't. No. <laughs> you know, these movies are not what you would traditionally call good. I don't know if he was trying to make just good movies. Though. Yeah, and I think that's where people have problems with him, though. It's like he was a businessman, mm-hmm. you know. He made movies to make profit. Where someone like uh, I don't know, Lloyd Kaufman. Lloyd Kaufman, yeah, was always passionate about cinema. Yeah, or even like someone like on a super low budget, like Andy Milligan. 
Yeah. You know, that dude, you know, he loved movies. He wanted to yeah. make movies. Which I guess the, the ghastly ones was also an early example of gore as well. It was, for sure, you know. Uh, but I don't think the whole movie was sort of centered around the gore. No. Like no, this. No. It was meant to be shocking, but not like... Because like, even like, before this, you had like, you know, around the same time, you, you know, Hammer was starting to kick off. Yeah. You know, they're not gory, for se, but they would feature very risque moments. Yeah, and eventually, like, it would get pretty nasty for the time. For sure, yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Like, it is interesting to like hear like the two different sides talk about H.G. Lewis. You know, the people who think he's nothing more than like a schlock guy who just made shitty movies and threw slap gore on him, and people eat it up. And then there's the side that think he's like this genius. You know, like yeah, filmmaker who like you know invented a whole subgenre, which he did. You know, the way I see H.G. Lewis is like he's kind of a goofball. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not the. You know, it's, I don't see it either way, per se. Yeah, I, me neither. I don't, I don't see him as, like, this, like, sellout fucking, you know, you just want to make money bullshit, per mm-hmm. se. Or as, like, oh, he's a he, he's a god for creating gore in movies. I don't see that either way. I think he just saw an opportunity to do something that hadn't really been done yet. For sure. Uh, you know, and I don't disagree, like, you know, when it comes to both sides of that argument, you know, everybody can have their opinion on it. Oh, well, yeah. You know, it, to me, it's like, I don't think... it. I don't hate the man for that shit, though. No, absolutely not. Which I, know, I, I would say I'm a fan of H.G. Lewis, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying, like, I don't think, you know, having an opinion either way is a bad thing. Mm-hmm. You know, at the end of the day, it's just the guy making movies. Yeah. You know, if you're not trying to make at least a little bit of profit, then what are you doing? <laughs> You know what I mean? Like when you watch an H.G. Lewis movie, it looks like the people involved were having fun. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I don't know. I just, I just figured, like, before we talked about the movies, that yeah. we would be doing an injustice if we didn't talk about like the opinions on yeah. H.G. Lewis and his work. Which all, all the opinions on him are, you know, valid. Yeah, I think so. You know, I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody's wrong. For I'm having, just neutral on it. Yeah, me too. You know what I mean? Like, I don't hate the man by any means. I go into HG, every H.G. Lewis movie, you know, neutral. Yeah. And I just like, okay, let's see what the movie has to offer. Yeah, when I when we uh, were going to do this episode, I was like, oh, God, here we go. Mm-hmm. Here's some wild shit. In the sense, it's just going to be... Just it, It's also like, his stuff is very weirdo. It is very odd. It's very oddball cinema, for sure. Like, they have a certain atmosphere and, and like feel to them that yeah. no other movie of this time really captured. And I think it's because he did, you know, the, the genre he came before. Yeah. You know? So it's like, it, it does have this, like, beach blanket bingo, party beach yeah. feel, but it's also gory and, you know, horror. Yeah. But they feel like those kind of movies. You know, the colors, the way they look, the way they feel. You know, H.G. Lewis, his work is so distinguishable. Oh, Like, yeah. if you were walking into someone's house and they were watching an H.G. Lewis movie, you would look at it and immediately be like, that's an H.G. Lewis movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you also look at the people, like who are either influenced by his stuff or just like the stuff he put out. Like, I'm pretty sure, is it not Serial Mom? Serial Mom. Where they're watching Blood Feast. Blood Feast, yeah. Yeah, John Waters yeah. was a huge H.G. Lewis fan. Yeah. You know. And I, I don't think Herschel Gordon-Lewis with, the, with these was always was set out to him like, oh, I'm going to make just art. No, 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 no. He, he knew. Yeah. He knew you know, it wasn't like, that. Like you said, he literally was like, let's make a good one. Yeah. You know? Even he was like, I know some people wouldn't say it's good. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was like, I know. He knew. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. Absolutely, he knew what he was doing. And, you know, I think it's, uh, you know, a valid point. I, I think, you know, you can dislike H.G. Lewis's work and you yeah. can dislike his motives, but you can't discredit his impact. Yeah, his impact is still relevant. Yeah, for sure. You know. I mean, there's still movies being made to this day that focus in all on the gore aspects. Yeah. But having said that, I can completely understand where anyone's coming from who don't like Herschel Gordon Lewis's movies. Absolutely. You know, and that's perfectly fine, you know, because mm-hmm. like these movies are not for everybody. No. I would not say that, like I said, I would not call any of these movies inherently uh, traditionally good. No. They are uh, very schlocky, very we're, campy. We're, we're not watching. Uh, <laughs> this ain't was, high art. Yeah, no. <laughs> this ain't Joe Dorowski. <laughs> no. Far from We're not it. watching Fellini. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not watching fucking Sergio Leone movies yeah. here. And it, but I, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up because like when I looked at Letterboxd when I was like uh, cataloging all this shit, yeah. um, I was just noticing like some people would give them like a star yeah to like maybe a half star and then mm-hmm. some people were giving like five stars i was like man it's just so crazy like how people are so split he's very divisive he's very very divisive and like i do think it's a bit strange that he's so divisive because like i feel like at the end of the day regardless if you're wanting to make you know art right whether i know i know what we said about h.g lewis's movies but you, you, you at least want to make some money from your art yeah so, hope to make money. Yeah. And his whole thing was like, I'm not in this to, you know, create high art. I'm in it to make a profit. I'm here to make profit and have a good time doing it. And he did. Yeah. Blood Feast apparently was very successful. Yeah. Because it played at a shit ton of drive-ins and they didn't spend a lot of money on it. No. <laughs> but I guess we should go ahead and get into the movies. Yeah. And we're going to start with 1963. Jesus. The movie that started it all, that launched a career. Mm-hmm. Launched a bunch of careers, really. Oh, yeah. Because a lot of people were very influenced by this movie. Oh, absolutely. And I, it is a movie that, and we'll get into it, like, I think, like, when I'm watching it, I try to put myself into, like, a, a, a drive-in goer mm. at this era and, like, watching this movie and trying to, like, think what I would feel about it. Right. Because I think that's very interesting. But this is Blood Feast. <laughs> Blood Feast is a weird movie. <laughs> That's putting it lightly, yeah. It is. I don't, I don't, how do you do, like just like describe the movie for say like the plot's there? Yeah. So basically, what you got is you got a mother. Yeah. Who's wanting to throw a party for her daughter? Mm-hmm. Now, did they ever specify if this was a birthday party or just like just a party? I'm not sure because I don't remember them ever saying birthday. Also, I will say, when it comes to taking notes this week, I did rest on my laurels a bit and just kind of goofed around. Yeah. Just by writing whatever came to my mind. Yeah. I didn't, like, take notes on, like, hmm, let me go through all the... Uh... <laughs> yeah, no. I, I didn't do But that. what I'm saying is, like, I don't ever remember them specif- specifically saying birthday. No, I don't either. They just said party. Yeah. But she goes to this eccentric... Uh, caterer, which <laughs> stores the way I, 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 I never got catering from this dude, dude. Like honestly, I forgot, and I w- was taking a note, mm-hmm. and I looked up and I was like, "Motherfuckers at a grocery store." Yeah, <laughs> and then like, I was like, "Oh, I probably should." And then like it goes out, and it's like, "Oh, uh, what's what's the guy's name?" Froud Ramsey's. Yeah, fr- it's like. He's like exotic food. I'm like, that's not what I got from that at all. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a corner store. And like, what's really interesting too is like, I'm sure like, you know, I'm thinking into this more than needs to be. No. Because I'm like, 
he apparently catered other parties before this. Yeah. Why did he never do the Egyptian feast to them? Because he just lost his shit. Is that what it was? I, mean, I don't know. Like I, you know, I'm assuming. Like I'm, li- I'm thinking in a reality where like this is like real, right? Yeah. Like he's actually trying to bring back Ishtar, which we'll get into that plot here in a minute. Yeah. But you know, like he's actually trying to bring her back, kind of like Blood Diner, and maybe that's the problem. I'm thinking yeah. of this as like the Blood Diner, and he's not just some kind of maniac. Yeah, he's just a maniac. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, did he kill before this? Like, what happened? I feel like it was just a way to have him kill. Also. We need a prequel. We need the story of Fried Ramsey's. I need to know what happened before this movie. I don't know if it's necessary. (laughs) Uh, I will say, like, I know people are going to get mad at me when I say this. You know, start getting mad at him. They're going to get mad at him. People just start unsubscribing from the fucking feed (laughs) and whatnot. But you know, this movie reminds me of, and it's, I guess, quote plot, a little bit of fucking uh, Doctor Fobbs. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Like because it's like, oh, I have to c- accomplish this task in a certain do, way. Yeah, to do this thing. Yeah, oh, fuck, drop a lid. In, um, <laughs> on these very extravagant ways of doing it. Yeah, but anyways, she goes to Frau Ramsey's. Yeah, uh, and is like, I you know I hear that you cater to a more eccentric clientele. Uh-huh. And he's like, yes, I do. And she's like, well, I'm going to have a party. Yes, I'm doing I'm covered in dust. Yeah, look at me. <laughs> I'm not an old man. My brows are bigger than my forehead. And fuck. <laughs> they sure are. And he's like, what uh, What about we have an Egyptian feast? feast. And he does his best Eric Friedman impersonation. From Shit. Sinai, too. Dude, every time he says anything, his eyebrows are just rocking Ooh, up and down. <laughs> It's like everything is inflected with an eyebrow movie. His eyebrows are like windshield wipers. <laughs> they are, dude. They're just, like, <laughs> just flopping around, man. And she's like, "Oh, that's perfect." Because my daughter just happens to really like um, uh, Egyptian uh, folklore and culture oh. and all that stuff. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> "The fuck is that?" It's a piece of plastic on your keyboard. You never took off. <laughs> Anywho, my God. So he's like, "Okay, cool." So the party is set up. However, what the mother doesn't know. Is that hmm. Froud Ramses isn't just putting on an Egyptian feast. <laughs> he has ulterior motives. He's yes. putting on a blood feast. Bam, bam, bam. And he begins to murder young, beautiful women yeah. and take various body parts and blood for them to bring back the goddess Ishtar. Very much how Dr. Fobbs tries to get revenge in the Dr. Fobbs movie. You're really making a stretch out of this. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see how many people I can make mad You're trying that. to shoehorn this in. <laughs> I don't know if it's working, dog. <laughs> so yeah, what'd you think about Blood Feast? It's fun. It is. Yeah. It's fun, but it's not good. It ain't good. Like This the- lamb-legged motherfucker. <laughs> Like he just walks around with a limp the entire movie, and it's never explained. No, that's what I'm saying. We need a movie about Frau Ramses. <laughs> Lucky Serretti, <laughs> make a movie about Frau Ramses. I want to see it. Make a movie about <laughs> do a prequel to Blood Feast, please. <laughs> oh my god. So like you know, the movie is like it's very. I would say the movie is very charming. Yeah. There's a lot of ridiculousness to it. It's super amateur a show. That's something I oh noticed watching this time yeah. around more than I ever did. It's like the camera work's not very good. No. The editing's not very good. Fuck no. The music's really not very good. This music <laughs> got a farty ass beat to it, bro. <laughs> um the acting oh. is bad. Oh my lord. From pretty much everybody. I'd say the lead detective is Dece. 
He's fine. Yeah. Yeah. But like him like hitting on the daughter is just weird and creepy. Yeah, I don't like, like it. Not fun at all. It's so fucking I reckon weird. the daughter was a Playboy playmate. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I think she did it after Blood Feast, which is funny. But before two thousand Maniacs. Hey. Yeah. I learned that by listening to the commentary. But uh I guess her and Herschel Gordon Lewis did not get along. Oh. He called her a prima donna. Nah. <laughs> God. The prima donna. But the things I do like about the movie, like I said, like, that's such an old word. Oh yeah, yeah. Only someone like Herschel Gordon Lewis would lose that. <laughs> like an old guy, you know. What a prima donna. God. She was sure stuck up, wasn't she? <laughs> she was a snob. <laughs> a snob. <laughs> I bet he came to the set every day in like suits. I guarantee he did. Yeah, I mean, it's polos. Like, yeah, it's like wow. <laughs> you know what you're, you know what you're making. He has a great voice too, by the way. He does. Yeah, yeah. like when I listen to him talk. I got I can listen to him talk all day. He he's very like especially in the uh, the introductions and stuff. He's very grandfatherly. Yeah, very charming. Yeah, you know. He's the grandfather of gore. The grandfather of gore. <laughs> but yeah, like the things I really like about the movie, like I said, it's super bizarre. It feels it feels surrealistic because of how like amateurish it is. Yeah. Like when you're watching, you're like, this is not a world that exists. Fuck. Like no. these people aren't real people. You know, like <laughs> again, it's very similar in my mind to the ghastly ones. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Where it is like super amateurish. And just fucking weird. Yeah. None of these people are real people. Yeah, because the acting is just so bizarre. Yeah. Because they don't know what they're doing. Which I know when you write a character, they're supposed to be a little out of like reality, a little bit. Sure. Because cause it would be kind of boring. If it were well, just... it depends on the movie, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like you got something like a Slice of Life movie. You know? Well, It'd yeah. you kind of want... odd if someone is like, ooh, hello. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like when you watch like just about any movie, right? Mm-hmm. Especially, especially like... You know, comedies or action. Yeah, or even you horror. want to be a little bit over the top. Yeah, you want to be just a little bit, not insane. Yeah, but in, in this and Ghastly Ones, respectively, they're all fucking insane. Well, it's like Froud Ramsey's man. Like, not only does he like inflect everything with his eyebrows. Yeah, he he like also emphasizes every word by kind of leaning forward. Yeah, what the fuck? Is that you know, about? like like when he says Egyptian feast, he kind of does a little lean in. Yeah, yeah, it's like he's like something naughty. Yeah, but I guess that you know. Tell about this Egyptian feast. <laughs> <laughs> you heard of Ishtar? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like the thing we got to talk about too, because like what the movie's so notorious for yeah. and so infamous for and regarded is the gore, right? Yeah, and the gore. For the time. For the time, it's really good. Yeah. Well, that's what I was trying to say earlier. So, like, let me let me throw this to you. And okay. Like, like, see what you think about this. What do you think someone thought about this movie when they saw it? Like, do you think mm. they were like, oh, my God, I can't believe how, like, gruesome and violent it is? Yeah. Or do you think they were like, this movie's shitty? Yeah. <laughs> Like, uh, because like there was good movies in the '60s, right? Like it's not like yeah, but the, the idea of a good movie didn't exist. Well, yeah, you know. So it's like, were they just shocked by the violence, or do you think they were like, this is so lame and fun and dumb? I feel like it was a little bit of both, right? I feel like it was, there was a. It was, I feel like it was always like a mixed crowd where it was people be like, oh, this is just crude. Yeah, and then you had people be like, this is so stupid. Yeah, let's drink some beer and watch Blood Feast. Yeah, it it became like a. A hangout for the for, for the boys back like, in the day. Like I know John Waters dropped acid when watched Blood Feast. That's horrible. Which could that's got to be an experience, man. That probably influenced everything he ever fucking did. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, because <laughs> like you know the gore nowadays, of course, it's 
very, very dated. Oh, but some yeah. of it's pretty interesting, pretty cool. You know, like it's like the the tongue, the tongue thing. Yeah, like I feel like the way she, the the girl, I don't know her name. I'm sorry, nah, but the way she sells the tongue, I think is very kind of kind of eerie in a way. Cool. Yeah, I like it. I really one of my favorite scenes is actually when they go into the um, Ramsey's. Mm. Um, catering service <laughs> his catering service that has just a fucking like torture dungeon in it. yeah yeah yeah. when they go into the back where the the oven and everything is, yeah and they find each star they find that girl on the on the table yeah like, the way they did the blood on her and stuff i actually think it looks really good and like almost mm. kind of looks like a crime scene like yeah. if you've ever seen crime scenes and how messy it is yeah i thought they did a really good job with that you know there's a scene where he like removes the brain and that that's fun you know the gore yeah. is really fun you know what yeah, I mean? it's yeah. it's very primitive but it is cool to see like you know how they did it yeah you know to be like oh wow like you know before like it was really like common knowledge on how to do special effects yeah how they pulled that off on such a low budget love it love it was like animal parts too yeah which like, what's really fun oh sorry go ahead said like the tongue right like the, the you'll you'll soon realize especially when you watch it in like high definition yeah well, that the tongue was really good yeah it was i was shocked by how good the transfer the technicolor really like it was popping man. yeah arrow man yeah they're fucking good. great they are originally spending way too much on their yeah. stuff but you so did you you spent way more than i did i too. did but anyways go but ahead anyway you're like that tongue ain't fit in that fucking mouth yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. but it's like that's just kind of how you did it back then mm-hmm. too i mean this was like baby steps it's interesting to me. I was it the gore in this is better than the gas they once they just took manic mannequin arms and just put a little bit of shit on it. Like, yeah, hey, which yeah. they do do that in 2000 Maniacs, but they shoot it better than the ghastly ones. Oh yeah, but <laughs> they shoot it way better. Way better. But like, it's interesting to me because like you know I always knew that Blood Diner was kind of like a loose sequel, yeah, remake of Blood Feast. But like, there's actually a direct scene. Yeah, taken from Blood Feast, which is the the beach scene. Yeah, where it's like she wanted to go. Which that guy's, he went for it, man. He gave it his all. He thought he was winning an Oscar with yeah, it. Yeah, he was ready to. He was like, I'm gonna fucking steal the movie. And then everyone watching it was like, Jesus Christ. So he did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he did. Pulled it off. He did. He definitely killed my dog. Him. <laughs> he shot for the stars and he achieved. He achieved. <laughs> he shot for the stars and reached the moon. <laughs> he, reached, he reached the moon. The ending oh, of this God. movie blows ass. <laughs> Dude, he just gets. Okay, can, can, can we. I mean. Okay, spoiler. It's a 63 movie. You should have seen Blood Feast by now. If not, you know, fast forward, pause, just, yeah. whatever you want to do. The endings of these movies don't matter, though. No. Like, it's not what you watch these movies for. You're not here for the twist ending. There is no twist ending. I mean, should we just get into the fucking ending here? Yeah, sure. So, like, he's trying to sacrifice the girl <laughs> to Ishtar, oh, which damn. is one of the dumbest scenes in the movie. Honestly, it's one of my least favorite parts of the movie, because she just keeps, like, getting up. Yeah. And, like, everyone... <laughs> the way they, like... <laughs> Beat him, right? Yeah. The way they like, like they don't even beat him. He jumps in the back of a fucking dump truck and gets squashed. <laughs> That's not even what I'm getting at. Oh, man. okay. The way they like, uh, uh, uh fucking prevent him from resurrecting each stars. They just kind of walk in. Like, oh my god, what are you doing? He's stop running. That's it. Like that's. <laughs> They started chasing That's his the final fucking, confrontation. They're chasing around his fuck jointed knee ass. <laughs> yeah, and he jumps in the back of a fucking dump truck and gets squished. Which is so stupid. And then the thing that the Herschel Gordon Lewis does every fucking movie, man, that I cannot stand. It's just this massive exhibition. Ex, not exhibition. Ex- 
exposition. Exposition. Yeah. Thank you. Dump at the end of the movie where the main character just tells you everything. This info dump went on for five minutes. It's I guarantee. So it. bad. Man. I was like, and he does it every fucking movie. Oh, it's so As annoying. If we need this explained when there's no twists, there's no mystery. We no. knew exactly what was happening. There was never a point I was confused. It's like even like we'll get into it, but Gore Gore Girls. Mm-hmm. It's like the ending, like it kind of comes out of nowhere, and then they just fucking over-explain the shit. Over-explain out of it. the hell out of it to stuff that doesn't even. There's no hints in the movie either. It's like you just wrote a story for this ending. Yeah, and like another Ass. part of this movie that but, I really don't like. And like, you know, I'm not gonna forgive it just because it's a low budget, you know, amateur, yeah, you know, early gore film. Is the there's a part where he fucking tries to kill this girl and she isn't dead, yeah, but she dies in the hospital. And before she dies, he's like, he's doing it for Etar, Etar, and the guy who's went to a fucking lecture mm-hmm. about Egyptian like history and learned about Etar is like Etar. That sounds so familiar. I'm like, motherfucker, dude. And like, that's when he, pretty accurate to cops. But and the, <laughs> oh, I should have said that. <laughs> and Sorry. Like, and like when he like like he makes the connection, he's like, Etar, Ishtar, <sighs> Etar, Ishtar. Hmm. Let's go to see Froud Ramses. Instead of being like, oh wait, this girl that I've been talking to. Froud Ramsey's is catering her party. Let's go to the party yeah. and stop this guy. No, let's go to his fucking place of business where we know he's not there. Oh my god! It's like it's just amateur bad riding, man. It's a, it, ass. Yeah, ass riding, ass riding. Which I know some people are like. Oh, it's just a shitty horror movie. Why well, you know you don't shouldn't you know be so harsh on the riding? It's like no, man. Like that's just shit. Yeah. That's bad. That's bad. But it's like oh fuck. Yeah, that part I'm, I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me right yeah. now. Yeah, which I know the over explanation expedi- expedi- exposition <laughs> exposition. Thank you. You give that intro like expedition. Exhibition. Yeah, Ex- expedition or exhibition. Yeah, like an exhibition. Exhibition. Ex- like a- Ex- oh no, another Ex- word. Exposition. There you go. <laughs> yeah, dump it then was something of the time for sure. Because like, look at Psycho. Yeah. Like I've always stated, and I know this is. Going no, to be very no. controversial. Hot take. The Let's ending go. of Psycho hurts the movie for me. I, it doesn't bother me that much, but if you would have ended the film with him being grabbed in in his mother's uh, a garb, just been like ah, right? Yeah. Perfect ending. Or if you had the ending where he's like, "Why he wouldn't hurt a fly?" Right. Hmm. Perfect ending. But the scene where the psychologist is like goes on for like five minutes about everything you need to know about Norman Bates and his psyche. Yeah. It's just so unnecessary. It is unnecessary. And that's what this movie does too. And I think, like I said, I think it's just a product of the era of yeah. film. But it don't that doesn't make it any less shitty. I do feel like maybe some directors feel like they had to explain mm. what they what, what happened in the movie. But I people back then weren't fucking stupid. No. I don't think so, anyways. I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> right into Sick on Cinema, if you know. Yeah. If you're from the 1960s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if people were fucking dumb as rocks, let us know. So, anyways. Yeah. Blood Feast, I still think it's a good movie. I still think it's, it's fun, really fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, good is, you know, subjective. Yeah. Entertaining. Yeah. Charming. Fun. Worth watching. I think it does drag a bit, though. Yeah. I think it's best enjoyed with a group of friends. Yes. You know, what's your you- substance of choices? Mm-hmm. As long as it's not like fentanyl. 
don't. Please don't defend, though. Please. And, uh, you know, have a good time. Yeah. Take a bunch of ketamine. No, no. And, no. and watch no. Blood Feast. Do not take horse tranquilizers and watch Blood Feast. One, you're going to miss it. <laughs> take a bunch of PSP. All right. Or PSP. PCP. Take, take some PlayStation Portables and watch Blood Feast. Watch, watch Blood Feast on a PlayStation Portable. Yeah, hell yeah. I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I'm sure Maybe. Someone, yeah, I'm sure someone figured out a way to yeah. do it. Imagine just watching Blood Feast on a PSP. It's only like a 3DS. Yeah. Make it 3D. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, next, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> From 1964? Yes. Yes. From Hershgorn Lewis. Can you believe it? <laughs> oh, what? Shocking, right? We have 2,000 Maniacs. I do enjoy this movie a lot. I really like this movie, too, yeah. Let me tell you all about a thousand years ago. Yeah. Oh, God. Robert E. Lee broke his musket on his knee as he let out this rebel yell. I say I'm gonna rise again. Yeah! I'm just saying... Uh, Us saying that? Yeah, a bunch of white-ass motherfuckers from the South singing... <laughs> the South's gonna rise again? Yeah, it's been uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm for people listening. Uh, but I gotta <laughs> say, catchy fucking song. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of the bluegrass type country stuff they're doing in this is very catchy. Uh, this, where we said the soundtrack for Blood Feast wasn't very good, mm-hmm. the soundtrack for 2000 Maniacs slaps hard. <laughs> it go, yeah. It go hard. Someone like Mondo Records or uh, Waxwork Records needs yeah. to put this out on a fucking vinyl. I would buy the <laughs> shit out of that. Oh, my God. Dude. Okay, so I, this fucking movie, I will say, like, I do enjoy the movie. It is, it, it, it's a fun watch, mm-hmm. right? Oh, boy, the imagery in this movie does not hold up. <laughs> By today's standards, it is a bit controversial, for sure. <laughs> They're everywhere. There's <laughs> Confederate flags everywhere. But th- there's a reason. I get it. Yeah. I understand why. <laughs> Especially when you get into, like, what happens in the movie and, like, the end. I mean, what are you going to do? you going to censor it? No. you going to do, like, Spielberg and make them all uh, walkie-talkies? Oh, my God. Like you did the guns in E.T.? Oh, it's stupid as fuck. <laughs> that would be awesome. I mean, actually, I want someone to do that. Every Confederate flag in 2000 Maniacs <laughs> is a walkie-talkie, even like when it's on something else. <laughs> oh my god, That'd be funny as hell. But it, oh god, it is. It, it makes makes me a little uncomfy seeing that many Confederate flags. Dog, I got to see that many Confederate flags on my way to work. <laughs> we talking Can't it about? Make, this make it less fucking like. Uh. <laughs> god. Anyways, so. <laughs> the thing about 2000 Maniacs, uh, the opening of this movie is so cheesy. Oh my god, it is. Because you got this great, like, cheesy bluegrass song, you know, The South's Gonna Rise Again, Yeehaw. Yeah. Fun shit. Yeah. They sing in the Rebel Yell. While these, <laughs> Rebel guys, yell. while these guys are, like, waiting for, like, cars to come by, and they come by, they, like, knock down the regular road sign and put up a detour sign. And it's, like, it's straight up like a Looney Tunes cartoon. It is. This movie itself feels like a, like, Dark, twisted Looney Tunes it's cartoon. R rated version. Yeah. Of that. But take the uh, the cartoon animals and replace them with people. People, yeah. So, like, you know, you basically you got um, two groups of Yankee, if you will. <laughs> oh, God, I hate that term. <laughs> um, Can you believe, like, fucking the, uh, was it the New York Yankees still use that as their fucking. Yankees, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's weird. So, you got two groups of, like, unsuspecting out of towners, you know. Even right here, are you? <laughs> Travelers who wind up in Pleasant Valley. Pleasant Valley. It's not very pleasant. 
and they're just so happen to be celebrating a bicentennial, I believe, right? Yeah. And or, they're the uh, guest of honor. No, not bicentennial. I think it's just centennial. Centennial? Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're having a party, basically. They're celebrating. And they just so happen to be the guests of honor. How convenient. How convenient. How fucking convenient that Little is. they know, but by being the guests of honor, they are unknowingly uh, the subjects of some twisted, basically, carnival games. Yeah. Led by this uh, town of... Uh, I try not to spoil it <laughs> too much, you know. Um, these Southerners. These Southerners who uh, these Southern folk have here. yet to let go yeah. of the Confederate War. I think it's like, I'm sure I have like a little bit of a... Or the Civil War, not the Confederate War. Yeah, the Confederate War. I mean... <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, I'm sure I, ha- I like. I don't listen to my voice very often. I'm sure I have like a bit of a Southern twang mm-hmm. to my voice, but... It's still fun to fucking exaggerate the shit out of oh, it. Oh, for sure. And it's like, like they do that like crazy in this fucking Oh, movie. my God. There's some people, especially, oh, what's her name? Is like Betsy. Yeah. Jesus Christ, she goes for now the country. Now listen here. <laughs> yeah. I love the mayor, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Basically. He's like he's, Colonel Parker from WCW. He's like Colonel Parker mixed with Doug Demodome. <laughs> <laughs> you just ignored what I said, didn't you? I heard that was great. <laughs> No, it's idiot now. I'm Doug Dimmadone. He's got that uh, extinguished Southern gentleman talk. Yes. Like, now, boy, listen, how, how, how. Now, now, listen here, boy. <laughs> God. Yeah, so, like, this movie, like, this is Herschel Gordon Lewis's best movie. Yes. From what I've seen. I've not seen everything he's done. <laughs> we haven't seen, like, Scum of the Earth, yeah, Moochie yeah. Mountain, something weird. I've something seen like his gore movies, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Color Me Blood Red, Gore Girl Girls, Gruesome Twosome. Yeah. Blood Feast, 2008. Like, I've seen those, right? Mm-hmm. Of those, this is the best. Yeah. I would say this is genuinely just a really fun, good movie of yeah. the era, right? A good, low-budget 60s horror movie. Yeah. Uh, the idea was really cool. It's super interesting also another thing like the ending of this one right doesn't go on like it goes on a little longer than it should yeah but it's also not over explained it's definitely not and like you get the one part where you got the uh who's the detective the detective from the first movie this time he's a hitchhiker uh blood feast he's in this one he's a hitchhiker yeah um you know you get that scene which is like eh, whatever but Mm. then you get the really cool scene where like the two guys are talking to each other and they're like maybe next year you know, we can use mm-hmm. a rocket ship or something like that. Uh, yeah, you know? and that that seems really cool. He's like, oh, next next centennial, we can use like a rocket ship and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. You blue, you really think so? You know? <laughs> yeah. And, like that seems really cool. Mm-hmm. And you got the guy in like the quicksand, right? And they're like, get on out of there. He's always so dramatic. You know, and, like that's that shit's really cool. I think you spoiled it a little bit. A little bit, but I, yeah. I didn't get into too much of what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, like, it actually is, like, a decent Herschel Gordon-Lewis ending. Yeah. Which is rare. <laughs> yeah. Um, I remember the first time I saw the ending, I, I'm pretty sure, like, I think you were watching, like, looking at what, I, what my reaction was. Mm-hmm. And I was just, I'm pretty sure I just looked at you and gave you a thumbs up. And I was like, it was good. Oh, it was fun. <laughs> yeah, because we watched this one, mm, I don't know. Not like, too long ago. About a year or so ago. No, it was this year. Was this year? Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't realize it was, it was like January. And, and like you know, we're like we you know we're being honest here. Yeah. Wizard of Gore. I was like, I don't really want to watch it again. Yeah, no. Two thousand eight. I was like, oh yeah, sure, I'll watch it again. It's, yeah, it's a breeze to watch. Oh yeah, it's really fun. 
Yeah, I mean, like, and, and like the selling point of this one too. Again, the gore, but yeah. the gore is not like as visceral. This one, it's very elaborate. Yeah, you know, like all the deaths are like super over the top, and like there's contraptions, and it's almost like saw in a way. Yeah, where it's like you know everything's like set up like a trap, because <laughs> like you yeah. got the scene where they like they nail nails into the barrel and roll the guy down the hill. Dude, that uh, the idea of that made my fucking skin crawl. The fucking rock, you know, they're doing the game like usually it's like oh a, my God. like a dunk tank, but this time it's a rock that's gonna fall on. Honestly, I think that's like the darkest scene in the movie, yo. Yeah, like there's points where it's like pretty, like, like for the especially for the, like for the time, it's pretty like uh, it's out there. Yeah. You know, and like one guy gets drawn and quartered. Oh my god! And like, there's definitely some downtime in this one more yeah. so than I think even because like Blood Feast is only like sixty something minutes. Like, yeah, it's fucking nothing. Yeah, super short. Where this one is a little longer, but it's I don't like know. Something. I think it goes by better than Blood Feast. Like, yeah, this movie does not feel as long as Blood Feast, even though it's way longer. And the like. The time, the downtime, it's building the characters up mm. too, and it, it's interesting. Yeah, I will say that I do think that like as far as like building the characters go, the um, the victims or the guests of honor, if yeah. you will, uh, their characters are just there, except for the two leads. The I'd two say. leads are good, which is the same two leads from Blood Feast. Yeah, um, they're good, but the other ones is just kind of like you don't really care about them necessarily. Yeah. So like when they get picked off, you don't really like. Think about it too much. Too much. You're just into the like, the contraption they've built or the way they're doing it. <laughs> I was like, they catch on to what's going on a little quick. A little quick. Whereas like the townsfolk are like super interesting. Yeah. And like fun and like you know insane. Yeah, and it's really cool to watch them because it's like, you know, like especially the leads, like the mayor, yeah. the two guys, like they're just so over the top and they're just fucking going for it. It's like the scene where they hack that one girl to pieces. Mm-hmm. Like they're going ape shit. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great. Yeah. You know, like they do a great job. Like, it's particularly, I really love the mayor. Oh, the mayor is fucking wild. Uh, he's he's wilding out. He is wilding out. One character I hate, oh, is the little kid. I can't remember his name. Oh, you hate him? I hate that little kid. I think he does a decent job. He does, but God damn, he's so annoying. But he's supposed to be. He is, but it's just like, no, I'm going to go see what's going on. No. <laughs> no, you can't stop me. And I'm like, fucking just boot him in the head and take the keys. Well... Who cares? He's I mean, trying to, his, his group is trying to kill you anyways. It's true. <laughs> but I guess the kid is kind of oblivious. I guess. I don't know. I mean, he is like killing cats, but... Yeah, he's not a nice little kid. He's making no. mooses and shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he's a little bastard, but... I, I think, you know, there's a lot of really cool shit in this movie. And one of my favorite scenes in the movie is like, they're at a campfire... Mm-hmm. And they're like singing and having a barbecue, which, by the way, it's so obviously an arm on the barbecue. Yeah. That when the kid, she's like, "What kind of meat is that?" I'm yeah. like, "Come on, that was a fucking hand." Yeah, there's a hand sticking out of this motherfucker. But anyways, like, and they they end up uh, drawing quarter in this mm-hmm. guy. Like they put him on horses and <laughs> rip him apart. Yeah. And like the townspeople are kind of sitting there and they're kind of like, "Oh god, oh, shit, what have we done?" Yeah. And then he's like, the guy, the one of the lead villains comes over and he's like, you know. I want some music. Yeah. And they start playing Dixie, and then then they're all right back into it. Yeehaw! You know? I love that scene, man. I think it's that very was done good. so fucking well. It's probably the best directed written scene in an H.G. Lewis movie. I, probably easily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's... I really like this movie a lot, yeah. It's really fun, man. I would highly recommend watching 2000 Maniacs. I'd say, like, out of all of them, of course, you gotta watch Blood Feast. Oh, Blood Feast it, is like, iconic. Yeah, it's iconic. But... I'd say, like, if you're going to go with anything else, Horst Gordon Lewis, go with this one. Yeah. This I've seen this great. movie several times. I rented this on VHS back in the day. Really? I did. Also, another one where, like, 
I don't think this one was Technicolor, was it? I don't know, but it looks great. It does look great, except for like scenes that were kind of. There's definitely scenes where the film was probably too damaged to uh, to fix. Yeah, because you could. There's definitely scene where like there's definitely some uh, VHS or not VHS, but like you get some um, oh fuck damage. Yeah, you, know, you start seeing some lines and shit. Well, I think there is this like during the uh, when they first show up, there is a scene where I'm pretty sure it is VHS. I don't know because. I guess because that part was just damaged mm. to the point where they couldn't really do much with I'd it. I imagine, like, I can't imagine what the the negatives of these movies oh look like, like what the material they had to work with was and like. like. Where they were like stored and shit. <laughs> yeah, too. I mean they were super low budget. They probably were fucked. I can't imagine they striked them in prints. I mean they probably just traveled them around. Yeah, you know they probably beat the fuck up. Oh yeah, yeah. Two thousand maniacs rules, dude. Oh, it, it's it's so fun. You're gonna hear that rebel yell. Like it, it, it's a fun little horror movie with a uh, very interesting twist at the end. Very much so. That I did not see coming. Actually, that's funny that you didn't see coming because I kind of knew exactly what was happening. Yeah, <laughs> when first yeah. I watched it, but you know, maybe I'm stupid. Ah, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Jeez. So last but not least, uh, from nineteen, 19- maybe least. Well, <laughs> least of these movies. Yeah. Nineteen seventy two. Yes, that's what I have. Which is the later Hershey Gordon Lewis movie. We didn't yeah. really set out to do this, but this is the last yeah. of his original gore films. You yep. know, after this he would take a long hiatus till he made Blood Feast Two. Yeah. Which I've actually never seen Blood Feast Two. I haven't either. Or the Uh Oh show. I've never seen those two. What's the Uh Oh show? That's a movie he did after Blood Feast Two. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he made a couple movies before he uh uh, just retired in the yeah. camera because after like this movie he like became like a realtor I believe really yeah that's wild <laughs> he made a lot of fucking money oh well, I guarantee it <laughs> but, he could uh, probably talk you into fucking doing anything really yeah but this is the Gore Gore Girls yes which I hate the name of this movie it makes me fucking want to gouge my eyes out every time I read it yeah horrible title so we have in this movie a killer going around picking off strippers yeah from this specific area, you yeah, know, like one or two strip clubs, they kind of don't to, remember. They the seem name. to kind of do like a circuit kind of thing. Where they go to these, you know, they go all go work these same strip clubs. Yeah. Um. Anyways, the killer's picking them off one by one. We don't know why. Mm-hmm. And a reporter hires a super private eye by the name of Gentry. Oh God. To, <laughs> yeah. to solve the case, yeah. and basically the whole movie is just Gentry trying to figure out who the killer is. So it's almost like a so like a Jallo in a way. I mean, that's probably blasphemous to call this movie a, like a Jallo, but it definitely is like a murder mystery movie. With a it's, bit, yeah, with some gruesome murders in it, some good gore. Yeah. Which this movie definitely has probably some more visceral gore in it. Probably has the best. Gore, yeah, like the scene, like where he's ripping, she's there, <laughs> the killer, yeah, yeah the killer is, is ripping out eyes from yeah. the socket, and there's like a deep fry scene where like they stick the head in the yeah. deep fryer, which I thought was really good. Um, this movie's weird. <sighs> this movie's real weird. This movie feels like a like a slapstick like comedy, like buddy cop movie that has gore in it. <laughs> yeah, and the the head detective Gentry, Gentry is fucking horrible he's very obnoxious and I, i'm not gonna say it's horrible because i do think the actor himself did a good job playing the role it's just the character isn't very the good. character of gentry 
fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, he's he's very obnoxious. He's like he's very much one of those detectives. Like I think I compare him to House. Oh my god, and I couldn't watch House because of that shit. Where it's like he's very got his nose up in the air and like you know he's smarter than everybody. And yeah, like he's making sure he definitely makes sure everyone knows he's smarter than everybody. Yeah, and it's just he's quick witted and yeah. he's always got a quip for everybody and like it's obnoxious and. His character, like, he has a lot of traits that, like, are never, like, played off of. Like, he always has a cane and stuff like that, but they never explain why he's got a cane. Yeah. Or not even explain why, but, like, just, like, it, it never comes into play of anything. Well, at the end it does. A little bit, yeah, but it's not like, it's like, it's never like, oh, you know, you know, Ginger got shot in the leg or one time or, like, yeah. it never does anything for his character. It's just he, it's just a prop for him to have. Yeah, it's the... Which is aggravating, because I'm like... Not that like everything needs to be explained or anything like that, but it's just like you want it to play into the character. Yeah. But for me, that's the least the problem with him. He's just like anytime he's on the screen, I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> Gentry, goddamn it! And he's the he's the guy you're supposed to be with the entire time. He's your he's your uh, good guy. He's the protagonist. Yeah. And he's fucking horrible. <laughs> Again, I'm not gonna say he's horrible. I'm not. I'm saying. The character is horrible, yeah. is what I'm saying. I do like a lot Sucks. of the side characters, though. Yeah, the side characters are kind of fun. The um, the reporter herself is 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 a fun character. Yeah. Uh, the strip club owner was fun. He was wild. Uh, the guy who liked to smash the fruit. Was That's fun. my favorite character in the movie. Yeah, like there's a lot of really cool like it's it plays out like a buddy cop movie. Yeah, you know they learn learning all these wacky red herrings mm -hmm. and blah blah blah. Then you get these like very visceral gore scenes. Yeah, that are like I said kind of Jalo esque away because he's got the you know they got the black gloves and like, yeah you know the knife and the blood on it and shit mm -hmm. like that. But like I said, it just it just feels like tonally so awkward yeah I, I do wonder like who, who is this movie for yeah because like the tonal shifts in the film are just so strange yeah and like like you said Gen the character of Gingery is really obnoxious it's, the character is so fucking bad that as I said anytime it's on the screen I'm like god damn it yeah fuck go away and like they're never in danger no, like never. You, you, there's never a risk that something bad can happen to him. Yeah. Which takes away any drama in the movie. You know what I mean? Any He's suspense. like fucking Superman or something. Yeah, shit. yeah. Like, you never feel like there's a chance that, like, something bad's going to happen to him. Like, for instance, like, let's take, like, you know, again, compared to Jalos, which is weird, because it does have a lot of Jalo aspects to it. Yeah. Uh, Deep Red. Yeah. You know, the killer comes from David Hemming a lot. Yeah. And there's always that feeling, like, anywhere around the corner. You know, he can run into some kind of shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there's always a sense of dread danger. Hmm. That does not exist in this movie. No. At all. Like, it never feels like Gentry is going to do anything but just solve the case and be done. He's just a smug dickhead who doesn't, doesn't add anything to the movie at all. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I agree. I didn't hate this movie at all. I, I did think, ultimately, it was a fun watch. I didn't hate it, but it was also like, I could go the rest of my life without seeing this again. Yeah, that was my thing, too. It was just like, it was very mediocre. Yeah, and the ending sucks. The ending is the worst example of the exposition. Yeah. Dump that Herschel Gordon Lewis likes to do. The info dumps in this goes on forever and explains shit that we didn't need to know about. Man, he really, like, he really goes into detail. <laughs> He gives every little fucking detail about how he did it. And, and none like, of it is talking about throughout the entire fucking run, Tom. And that, the thing about it, too, that, like, kills me in this movie. Like, in Blood Feast, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Because, like, you know, it isn't a mystery. We know who the killer is and all that. Yeah. This is a mystery, right? So it's like, don't tell us how you solved the case. 
Yeah. Show us. Exactly. And they don't do that in this movie. Like, there's one there's scene. There's a scene where the uh, the, jur- the journalist, reporter, or whatever, does a fucking strip tease for 10 minutes. They love that. Which I was like, fuck off. Which, in reality, is probably the purpose of this movie, is to be very tantalizing. Yeah. Titillating. It's probably not meant to be a good mystery movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, here's some gore and here's some boobs, is what this movie's supposed to be. And we're like, sitting there being like, give me murder mystery. Like, solve the crime. What's a murder mystery? Have it be a mystery. Yeah. Fuck. Like, there's like points in like he's explaining like how he figured out the killer is. Like, oh, there's a certain smell that I knew that only a certain person. Oh, my God. It's like, well, show us that. Like, there's never once where he was like, <laughs> You know, yeah, and that's like, oh, around. like he's onto something that never happened. Also, is he, is he a fucking canine? I don't know. <laughs> that's what was frustrating about the movie is because, like, like how he figured out the crime. And like, she's like some like he's like, oh, he she was a uh, my well, a spoiler. Spoiler. Well, it's like, oh, well, the killer had this profession. We'll say that. Yeah, and then it's like. That's what I was getting. Where does like, I explain that? They only wear like it's a smell that or like a scent that only would this person would have because they put this thing on their body. Oh my god, it's aggravating, so aggravating. And then the way the killer does, <laughs> it's abysmal. End. It's worse than Fred Ramsey's, dude. Dude, somehow it's like, oh, I tripped on a banana peel. Done. <laughs> Done. Fall out a window. Dead. What's the kill? Was cool. Yeah, but it's like, why? Yeah. Why, why? The killer does nothing but just kill fucking strippers. It's not a danger to anyone else. No. Fuck. Fuck the writing of this movie. Man. That's the thing, too, is because it's like, you know, like when you're watching a movie like this, a murder mystery movie, you're like, you're expecting the moment of the film where it's like, oh, the detective's getting too close. Yeah. And the killer's starting to, like, you know, Pick push up back. on that. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, warning them, like, oh, you know, you're getting too close. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to fucking come after you. That just doesn't happen. And like I say, because like, they spend the whole time, like, making these bad jokes and, like, showing strip teases. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, it's supposed to be, like, somewhat of a comedy, right? Yeah. And it ain't very funny. Yeah, I think we chuckled at like one point. Yeah, we chuckled at the the guy's like sniffling everything. He sniffs everything. <laughs> oh yeah, it was funny. He's sniffing. Gentry ain't. Gentry ain't. Yeah. And the guy smashing the melons made me laugh because my femur's broken. He legitimately did squeeze food with force. He did. Which is funny. And punched it. He did, yeah. Which punching food makes me laugh for some reason. <laughs> but then, like, the the like, the like backstory to that guy and, like, why he did that. It takes a racist turn. It's really racist and fucked up. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, that guy was supposed to be my favorite character. He punched fruit. Now he's a racist bastard. Yeah. I don't know. Like, when it comes to this movie, it's, like, mediocre. Not bad, yeah. but not good. Definitely. It's there. It exists. It, you know, you you should watch it and make your own decision on whether you like it or not. Also, do you remember? Okay, or this is a fever dream I had. Okay, when we watched this, because we watched this one together. Actually, we did watch this one together. Yeah, Gingery fought a bunch of people at one point. And there's a bunch of xylophone noises. Oh, yeah, yeah. What the fuck was that? Yeah, don't you remember? Because I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck was that? Because I was like, the movie's getting kind of dull at that point. So I started doing like a, a uh, Hank Hill impersonation. Yeah. And like that happened. Oh, and I was yeah. doing, still doing the Hank Hill voice. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> but I was like, what the fuck was that shit? And I hate that trope in movies, man. <laughs> do, 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 do. Where it's like... Can't the three suit just quit? It's like if you're gonna put a fight scene in there, like then make it something, right? Yeah. Like let the let the hero be in danger. He's never in danger. Never in danger. 
He's not believable as a badass, so it's like why he was able to just fucking beat the shit out of these guys. He's just no sense. the fucking smart-ass dipshit motherfucker that no one likes. Pretty much, yeah. Like, no one in the movie besides, like, the journalist at the end... At the end? ...likes him. Yeah. And she shouldn't. No. Because he just gaslights the shit out of the entire movie. <laughs> he does, definitely. Fucking piece of shit. <laughs> What a terrible character. That I don't really got anything else to say about the Gorgon no. girls. It's it's there. It exists. It, it, yeah. Is it worth your time? I don't know. You probably should make the decision on that one. Yeah. Make up your own mind, you know? If you want to watch all of, the, all of Herschel Gordon Lewis' stuff, go for it. Yeah. But if you don't want want to, I'd It's so funny because we one. watched the... I watched the intros for all the movies. Yeah. I don't know if you did. Uh, yeah. Uh, in this one, like for the Gorgor Girls, he was like, you know, I used production value on this that I never did on any other movie. Yeah. You know, grander production value. Really, really hammering home that ideal that he big production value. And I'm like, where? The strip tease scenes? Yeah. Because 2000 Maniacs had way bigger, like, a feel. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it felt like a bigger movie than Gorgor They did. used an entire city. Yeah. And With tons of extras and, like, big elaborate setup gags yeah. and stuff. You know, and it's like... This movie does not have any of that. <laughs> no. And I wanted to like it, but I kind of just... I, uh. Yeah. Like I said, like, you, you make up your own mind on this one. And, you know, I can't steer you one way or another, it's to like, be honest with you. It's just one of those movies It's like where the lead character, the protagonist, is annoying. I can't fucking stand it. Yeah. It, it kills me. I agree. But... Yeah. Overall, like I said, like... Herschel Gordon Lewis has earned his place in horror history for sure. Absolutely, he is a legend. Love him or hate him, he is a legend. Yeah, and uh, he influenced a shit ton of people, and you know, mm -hmm. created a beast for better or for worse. <laughs> better or worse, he created a monster for us, uh, better. But and may he rest in peace. You know, sad day yeah. he passed away. Because like I, I do believe he absolutely is a legend, and like I agree, has earned his place on the Mount Rushmore of horror. Yeah, which has got more than a couple faces. Oh, for sure. It's got a shit ton. But that's beside oh, yeah. the point. You know what I mean? He, how about this? Like, if there was a horror Hollywood hot walk of fame, yeah. he would 100% have a star. Oh, oh, yeah. And deserve it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I agree 100% with that. Yep. Here's Gordon Lewis. May, yep. may he spill blood in, in wherever he is in the afterlife. <laughs> <coughs> Oh, what about God? He's not like Peter Fleming, who's spurred in heaven. <laughs> He's spilling blood and guts in heaven. Yep. Or uh, wherever he shall be. Or wherever he shall be. Because I feel like a spirit like that can't can't rest for too long. Can't contain it. No. He's he was he was a wild man. He's selling land in heaven. He's selling land in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> He's selling property in heaven. <laughs> God's telling him to cut it out. <laughs> Listen, man, you can't make plots. You can't. <laughs> Stop this. You <laughs> can't do that. <laughs> there's, there's no currency up here. What are you doing? <laughs> what the fuck are you doing, bro? God damn it. <laughs> Me, damn it. <laughs> Me, damn. <laughs> so uh, that's it for this episode. Yes. We appreciate it as always. You know, listening. Yeah. Putting up with our bullshit. Listen to the worst podcast on demand. Yeah, we're always shitty. <laughs> what was it that uh, <laughs> unprofessional, yeah. uh, uh, uninformed, uninformed? <laughs> I can't remember. It was great. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, shoutouts like we always do. Of course, you just brought him up. Not of the bloody tapes. Yes. Great fanzine. Send us a uh, a new zine with Bigfoot. Yes, which I need to start reading and yeah. going through. But great fanzine, well worth oh, your time. Absolutely. You know, go hit him up. He's yep. on uh, 
uh, Instagram now too, I believe. Yes. Yes. Tape something bloody tapes. I think so. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Go search it up. Yeah. Well worth your time. Uh, Cult Collectibles just started a YouTube channel. Go yes. follow him. Subscribe. Cool content. He's got a lot of cool shit coming up. He's been working with everybody. Yeah, he's doing all kinds of wild all shit. kinds of shit, man. He uh, they did a reveal of the Dahmer glasses, which on, is cool. Yeah, yeah, which is like the fact that he has that is insane. You know, of course, Jonathan Doe, Cinema's Underbelly. Go follow mm-hmm. him. Spooky Celluloid. Go follow him. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Morbid Horror Podcast. Go follow yep. that. Um, Severed Cinema. Go check it Severed out. Severed Cinema. Go check it out. Go buy Uncle Sleezo. We're still pimping this movie hard because it's well <laughs> worth your time. They got a Blu-ray coming out. Mm. Hell yeah. Which I'll probably end up getting at some point, too. Yeah, probably because Uncle Sleazo rules. It does. Lucky Serenity. Forever. Forever. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Quality Violent Cinema. Go check them out. Yes. Uh, who else? There's tons of people, man. Unbox, watch, and review. Go check him out. Yes. Rules. He's back. He's back. He rules. It's been yes. awesome. Squirm Fest 2 is an all-timer. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Uh, <laughs> what? I was, about, I was thinking about the video. Uh, Swarm Fest 2. So good. Oh my god. So mad in that one. You, you fucking bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, just everybody in the underground. Go follow oh, everybody, yeah. you know. And, you know, we all support each other. And that's, yes. a, that's a cool thing about this community. It's a fun little community to be a part of. Yep. So, yeah. we all, we're all twisted little bastards. Little shit bags. Little <laughs> twisted folks. We're little shitty bitches. <laughs> What the fuck? Know, dude. Sh- dude, bitch. I'm tired. It's been a long yeah. damn day. Uh, yeah. What's next? What are we doing next? Do you know? <laughs> fuck no. Oh, fuck. Well, you'll find out soon. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's in the uh, the calendar, but I don't remember what it is. <laughs> well, you'll find out. Just, just stay tuned. I told to you it was our, an old school episode. Just stay tuned to our Instagram and you'll know. Yeah, you'll know. Because Instagram is the only place you can find us at. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, something we don't usually do, uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, Yeah. if you would go give us a five-star rating and review, that would help us out greatly. Yeah. You know, spread the word, if you will, if you want to. You can also rate us on uh, Spotify as well. Oh, you can do that now? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, do that if you would like. You know, we're not going to say go do oh, it. Oh, fuck. Mr. Parker. Oh, yeah, Mr. Parker rules. Yeah, you fucking uh, listen to uh like his stuff's on spotify as well yeah. now secret top 10 yes that fucking slaps ass oh my god i love it so much great concept i want to steal it but i'm not going to because that'd be mean yeah. i'm not brian cage you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucking obscure wrestling reference <laughs> i'm not gonna steal it just because you know it's good i, I mean it, it would be easy to mm-hmm. steal it and then just be coming probably worse form. at it than he coming for your format <laughs> be worse at guessing <laughs> Fuck, way worse. He's a fucking encyclopedia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Parker rules. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I think Watching that's it. it. for years. Yeah, I guess that's it. Uh, there's also, like, uh, horrible reviews. Go oh, check yeah, that yeah, fucking yeah. behemoth of a video if you haven't yet. Yeah, definitely. But probably should shut the fuck up now. Yeah, I'm ready to go to bed. Yeah. Yeah. Probably get some food first, though. I haven't yeah. today. Well, they eat, but not recently. And I'm a fat today. fucker. I gotta eat constantly, man. Yeah, I, gotta, yeah. I gotta fuel this beast. <laughs> I gotta fuel this beast and shit it out. I'm like a, fu- I'm like a fucking tugboat, baby. <laughs> tugboat? Like a fucking iron-fueled tugboat. Or what is it, coal-fueled? You gotta like scoop the yeah. fucking, like you gotta stoke the flames like to get fucking, it going. Like a train? Yeah. 
like training. I'm was a coal it? train. <laughs> was it Horror Express? <laughs> you gotta like, you just gotta feel that shit. Nah, it's a, it's a train from fucking not train to terror, baby. Oh, Come on, dance with me, dance with me. <laughs> you think you think about a coal train? I think about fucking uh, a fairly odd parents, which is like the second time we brought it up this episode, <laughs> which is weird. Yeah, it is weird. But like, there's an episode where they're on like a train or something like that, and they're like, just these two dudes just shoveling coal, just like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. which is so fucking funny. It's oh, funnier than hell, dude. Oh god. But yeah, yeah. I'm probably gonna go get some food too because I'm a fat bastard. Let's do it. Hell yeah. So thank you all for listening. Yeah. Well, you'll find out what's next. Yeah. Just stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned, guys. I'm hey, John. Guys. I'm Matt. And you've been listening to the podcast dedicated to the dark side of film. Sick on cinema. 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 If I don't get my shit together, I'm going to be as big as a beluga whale. (laughs) Same.